Hi, we're Chelsea and Michael. And this is the Coffee with Creators podcast. Think of it as hanging out with your buddies as we chat about content creation, social media, and life in general as creatives. So grab your favorite drink and welcome to our scrappy little podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 15 of Coffee with Creators. How are you guys doing? So excited to see you, Michael. Hi, good morning or good afternoon, I think, Chelsea, right? Lunchtime? It is. Okay, it's yeah. lunchtime here, yeah. All right. Yeah. Good morning, everyone who are listening, depending on what time you're listening to this. But we are on episode 15, as Chelsea said, and it's Woo-hoo. it's kind of amazing how we've gotten this far. And <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, we still can't, believe, can't it. believe it. We keep talking about it. We're like, Chelsea, we're on episode 15. How did we how did we survive? But I, I don't know. We've done so good. I am committed to this podcast uh, more than I am to any other job venture. <laughs> I know. Me I do, too. So. <laughs> well, it's fun. For one, it's fun. And it's um, just... We get like, to interact. We get to interact. People. And just like what I was hoping for in the beginning is to to basically become a virtual hub for people, right? Like the reason yeah. I wanted to do this way back when was because I didn't want to feel alone because I was working as a freelancer and it felt very, very lonely. And I missed that. It is isolating. It's very isolating. And I missed that, that uh, camaraderie. I think it's that mm-hmm. word when when you mm-hmm. work in an actual workspace, right? So, um, or an actual office. And I'm hoping that Chelsea and I are fostering that type of environment here. So we yeah. very much encourage you to interact with us, to send us questions and comments. And Nicole is very, very, very helpful and very good at her job. So yeah, she sent she's us an crushing email. It. She is. I know. She's like texting me. She's like, uh, do you have a topic? I'm like, oh, shoot. You know, I feel like she's my manager now. So... <laughs> I know. And she called she called you the boss and we're like, girl, we all know you're the boss. <laughs> I know. Thank you, Nicole. By the way, Chelsea, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned that my sister sent um, a really good feedback to us. Uh, yes. Yeah. So last thank you. Yeah. Thank you. My sister sent me a text last night and she said we sounded well, we sounded better in a nutshell because we Yay. were addressing the audience more. And that's one of the things that one of the challenges that Chelsea and I didn't realize when we started the, the podcast because we were so focused it on just talking even, to each other. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me that really that we needed to address the the audience because I thought, you know, well, they're just listening to us talk. We just need it to be like a casual conversation yeah. between two friends. But then when you realize you're like, oh yeah, we are doing this for other people, right. not just for ourselves. So if you think about it, like if you walk in a coffee shop and you two you see two friends talking and you sit down, you don't want to just butt in, right? And they're talking yeah. and talking and it's almost like they're ignoring you. Then, yeah, you definitely don't feel welcome. So we don't want you guys <laughs> yeah. to feel that way. So hello, no. everyone. I hope you guys Hi. are doing Because we definitely are doing this for you. So yes. just wanted to for sure. Yeah, to say that. Um, other than that, Chelsea, how was your week? It was good. I have been quite busy. I've been doing, um, of course, like my actual business my actual work which is product photography and then content creation for for instagram and youtube but i've also been doing my side thing obviously i don't get paid for it but i'm obsessed with writing screenplays and just writing stories like in general that just pop into my head i really like to write them down and they're in no like context or certain format i just kind of like if i have a story in my head and it's kind of almost like a movie is playing in my head when that happens. I just have to write it down and get it all down on to paper. So I've been doing that this week and that has had me 
super busy. That's cool, Chelsea. But, I never knew that yeah. that was one of your passions. Could you call that a passion? It is. Yeah. I've always loved writing. Um, it, you know, I did blogging, but I found out that I hated writing blogs mm -hmm. because it it's more like informational type things rather than writing a story or a screenplay. You know, yeah. a screenplay is like an actual story. It's a movie. I mean, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I, I do I do enjoy that's, that. I love it. That's it's the fun. filmmaker side of your of you, basically. That, yeah. Well, yeah. I took three writing classes in film school, mm -hmm. um, which is like screenwriting one and two, and then professional writing. Wow. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna need some help, Chelsea, with one of one of my future um, videos. All right. Yeah. Yes. I know. And I know one of the questions for today is, how do you prepare for YouTube videos? Do you write a script or do you not? Even though I'm. I'm fairly good at writing scripts. I don't write a script for YouTube. Mm -hmm. I guess that would <laughs> really depend. Well, that would really depend on what type of messaging and maybe even branding mm -hmm. you're trying to uh, mm -hmm. you're trying to cement in your viewers' mm -hmm. minds, which we'll get into yeah. in a little bit. But yeah. that's good though. Like I'm, I'm glad and I'm very happy to hear that you're working on something else that actually energizes you and makes you feel yeah. creative. Yeah. The reason why I actually started doing that this week is because last week I was kind of stuck in a, a rut. Like I felt like I was at that peak to where I was about to start hating what I was doing. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to dial it down a bit. I'm going to do something that I actually enjoy. I mean, I enjoy doing all of this, obviously any content creation, any way that I can be creative, I like, but to kind of switch gears and go into screenplay writing and you know, just writing stories in general, it is really helped. And then it's refreshing when I got back into content creation for, oh, yeah. for, for brands and stuff. So it's a, it's a yeah. refreshed, refreshed eyes. Like yeah. sometimes when I design something and I think it looks like crap, I step mm -hmm. away, you know, sometimes even sleep on it and then vi revisit yeah. the next day. Like, um, I had a logo designed for me just recently mm -hmm. and they, I love it by the way. Thank you. And they sent it. And before, instead of giving my feedback right then and there, I looked at it, tried to absorb it, and mm -hmm. slept on it. And then the next day, revisited it. Basically, I picked, you know, I tried to see which one I liked the most, mm -hmm. but I wasn't sure if I really liked it. And so I, yeah. you know, I thought about it, and then I went to sleep. And then the next day, I revisited it, and then that gave me a fresh perspective. Like I was a different, in a different mood, different feeling, different whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just felt right, so I'm like, this one yeah. works. So yeah, yeah, it's it you know stepping away from for from what you usually do can actually mm -hmm. be productive for you in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. Anything else that that you'd like to share that happened last uh, week? I mean, I tried to get Taylor Swift to co-write a story with me, and <laughs> I saw that, that one went to nowhere so i'm just i'm writing it by myself <laughs> there you go chelsea you'll you'll write it by yourself and then one day maybe she'll reach out to you and say hey you know maybe you can I write something die. for me yeah <laughs> no i don't want to write something for her because she is an incredible writer already on her own i would just love to co-write and co-direct something with her because mm -hmm. believe it or not she's an incredible director really and yes and they're that's one thing that there isn't a lot in the film industry is female directors. I mean, it's a male-dominated field. Yeah. And I think that's why I wanted to get into it, you know, in the first place is because there's not a lot of females, you know, there's not a lot of female DPs. There's not a lot of female directors or 
you know, writers. I mean, it's just all male. So You know what sucks is there's a couple of really good ones, but the, you don't hear about them. Yeah, you never do. You just don't. Unfortunately. Yeah, you just don't. And if you do, sometimes, this is just my personal feeling, sometimes they um, overshadow the actual work. They focus way too much on it's a female director, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. Like, Rather than just letting her work speak for yes, itself. exactly. It's like you're you. It almost feels like it's hurting the cause even more. And yeah. but maybe that's just me. That's just my yeah, way of know. you know thinking about it. But I su- fully support that. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we do we do need uh, diversity and just like yeah. equality everywhere, right? So so everywhere. it's it's nice sure. to it's nice to see that becoming the new norm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that Taylor Swift actually directed. She does. She directs all of her, of course, just her music videos. Yeah. I mean, she's not directed a film or anything, mm-hmm. but um, but she has that creative. Yeah, she does vision. everything. She does. Yeah. She's so creative. Cool. But yeah. Well, now I don't fun, know fun. who Chelsea likes more: Charlize Theron or Taylor Swift. It's both of them. I don't know. <laughs> if you had to choose, I would never be able to choose. <laughs> Oh my God! No, I would just die. (laughs) Have you ever seen uh, that episode of The Office where Michael spreads rumors about everyone in the office, and the rumor about Andy is that he's gay? Uh, Yes. And he's like, he's like asking Oscar if he's gay, and he's like, "Well, I do have this dream that if Brad Pitt like tried to come up and kiss me, but I like pushed him away, and then he was like forcing (laughs) me to kiss him," and Oscar's like. So Brad Pitt is forcing himself on you and you're pushing him away, but he's still trying to kiss you. He's like, well, this is just my dream. This is my dream, Brad Pitt. <laughs> like, that's me. Like, they're forcing themselves on me, but I'm pushing them. <laughs> Oddly enough, like, that I would understand ever that. Happen, right? <laughs> like, that would ever happen. So there's these all, all of these things going around with the release of Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore, which is incredible, but mm-hmm. that's another topic. Um a lot of people are saying that it's like a sign that her and her boyfriend broke up. And so I was reading the article and I was like, James, there's a chance. And he's like, no, he's like she may not be in a relationship, but you are. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's right. I have a family. <laughs> I do have a family, don't I? So, yeah, it's just one funny thing. I'm always telling him stuff like that. I'm like, if Charlize came to the house, like I would totes leave you. For her. He's like. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> He's probably like, I, I get it. Fine. I get, I get it. it. I understand. I get it. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, my wife yeah. and I have conversations like that too. And um, I'm glad we're not the only ones. Oh no. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's just like your deep admiration for someone. Right. Right. And it's yeah. just like, you want to be like them and you want them to like you. And it's just, Mm-hmm. it's just when you admire someone so much so but yeah. it's it's a fun game for us as it well is. It's just, it's she's always like you know if um what did you say uh i forgot i think she said something like if chris hemsworth called me and asked me out on a date <laughs> i'm totally going and i'm like you should because if you didn't go Girl, i'd be upset go, go. <laughs> if yeah. you don't go i'm going <laughs> yeah, that's yeah exactly that's that's pretty much what i said if you don't go i'm mm-hmm. going but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun game, and it's it's also yeah. just it just shows you a different level of um, maturity, I guess, in the relationship because mm-hmm. you know in the beginning, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Everyone's yeah. so insecure. Why are you looking at her? Why is she texting you? All that stuff. But as and you, now I can older. give two shits because I know that James is that man. It's like, 
girl, get off of me. What are you doing? So like, I don't even care. I've always been like that with him because we've always had such a close like relationship and bond that I've never had to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And same with him. Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. That that (laughs) type of thing is fun. Um, I wanted to share something that I thought was worth mentioning this week and yeah. that has something to do with a recent video that I made for YouTube and it was my review for the BenQ um, projector. So I received that item a while back and it took me a long time to actually make that video and mm-hmm. I tested it and if you haven't seen the video, in a nutshell, it's not perfect. It's expensive for what it is and there's a lot of hoops that I have to jump through just to make it work. Mm-hmm. Just And that mainly has to do with it being, um, or it has mostly to do with me being in the Apple ecosystem. So mm-hmm. I couldn't just, because the idea of the projector is that I can just turn it on, connect it wirelessly to my phone and project whatever it is that I'm watching on my phone to the screen. And it's portable and I can take it outside. I can use it anywhere in the house or out, outdoors or whatever. But it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But instead of like crapping on on the product, I tried to really make it work, and I managed to make it work. And I honestly was able to enjoy it in the la- in the last months that I've had it. And uh, my mm-hmm. kids enjoyed it so much. We we did like a couple of like uh, backyard cinema type of nights. And it was so cute. I <laughs> love the design that you guys did. It was precious. My sister is so much into that. Like she's is that the is she the one that yes. decorated? Yes. Yeah. So, so we good. always talk about decorations and stuff. Like she helps me design the office. She, um, mm-hmm. When I wanted to revamp this office, I said, you know, I wanted new shelves. So I would mm-hmm. look for stuff and I would send her some stuff and she would like yeah maybe maybe something like this so her mm-hmm. and i we we talk about like design a lot and when i you know i asked her i said i want to set up a a backyard cinema experience for you know for us and also for the vi- a video that i'm making and she's mm-hmm. like okay so i was expecting something like really simple man when i got there because she went out yeah she was that. like the whole shebang she had popcorn <laughs> she had signs and it was awesome yeah and it's so cute really a backyard experience and it was great yeah. but going back to like the whole ben q thing uh the one that i what i really wanted to share was that when you are reviewing something sometimes as a content creator it gives you um it's a little hard to say something unpleasant about a product that was mm-hmm. given to you for free right and it's um, yeah, you feel bad. You feel bad. You feel bad, even though yeah. you always say I'm authentic. I'm being honest. Yes, and I try my very best to deliver that message in the most respectful manner, without trying to yeah. sound like I'm overselling it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of worried what BenQ was going to say because it wasn't really favorable. My review of their item. At the end, I said mm-hmm. it was too expensive. The resolution wasn't too high. I mean, it wasn't high. The sound wasn't good, and it was so much of a pain in the ass just to make make it work, but I did mm-hmm. enjoy it and, you know, all that stuff. The yeah. great thing about that whole experience was that they reached out to me again. They they emailed me and they mm-hmm. said, they, in a nutshell, what they said was they addressed all the things that I said and they said, these are good points. We are working towards a better product in the future and these uh, what do you call this? Like these solutions might help you. They gave me a list of things that I can do, but they mm-hmm. never denied any of the things that I said. And as a matter of fact, they, have, they even said, thank you. I said, thank That's you because good. we can make a better product in the future. And I'm like, 
this is kick-ass. You know what I mean? If I you guys, you guys, that is so cool that they did that because a lot of companies don't. They don't. They're usually like, how? dare you yes exactly. <laughs> being honest don't be honest mm -hmm. and that's <laughs> so yeah that's really cool that's really cool and i wanted to share it with you guys and as content creators we have that power to basically sway you know the purchasing yeah. um decisions of people and so mm -hmm. if if we i just really appreciate the fact that they they were like that towards mm -hmm. me you know what i mean they took yeah, a risk on me really and said cool. maybe maybe this guy will like the product or not and this is also a good lesson for maybe businesses or companies. Then, um, like yesterday, I was I was um, invited to to join this panel of, um, which is actually another story. But uh, really quickly, <laughs> I was so nervous because it's we were talking to around eighty businesses yesterday, small businesses in Portland. Yeah, that's insane. It was crazy. That's really cool. And I didn't expect that honestly. I was just like, I thought I was going to sit in, and just like listen, and uh -huh. I can type in if I if I wanted to say something. Mm -hmm. And then my, mm -hmm. and then I got an invitation like to, to show up on camera. I'm like, oh, I didn't know yeah. I was gonna be on, <laughs> on camera. On. Yeah. Michael's like, I gotta put my makeup I on. Know. Hold my on. foundation isn't right yeah. right now. It's not matching my <laughs> neck or something. I but, need my powder. <laughs> but so, but it was great because, guys, if you as content creators, we have this 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 uh, responsibility to make it clear, especially to small businesses, how mm -hmm. we can help them, right? It was very, yeah. very apparent to me that they have no idea how to work with influencers. They don't. Well, they, it's such a new thing. It's such a new I mean, thing. Really. And they really think that some of them think that influencers are, they put them in such a high pedestal, like as if, mm -hmm. and that's a problem too with this industry. Some influencers, mm -hmm. you know, we all different, we all have different markets, different audiences, different uh, niches, different angles. Mm -hmm. But some people um, get into the business to to feed their egos, to feel like they're celebrities. They want to be treated mm -hmm. in a certain way. Some people don't want to fly economy class anymore because they're influencers. Do you know what I mean? It's it's so it's so weird. It's it's such a weird thing. So my angle is very different, right? Like I I was sharing mm -hmm. with with them yesterday that um, to me, I am basically one of their customers. But I just mm -hmm. have a stronger or louder voice because I have this megaphone in front of me. So treat me just like any other customers that you guys have if you want to win your customers over you have to win me so you know you you choose an influencer that you think will relate the most to your product or your service that they will appreciate it and win mm -hmm. them over and if they win them over their message to their audience is going to be 10 times more effective because like i said if you win a customer i mean if you win one of your customers over they're just going to, they're the real influencers, right? They're your customers because they're going to go mm -hmm. home and they're going to tell their friends and family, go to the store, buy their product, you know, avail of their service or whatever, because they're mm -hmm. great. But imagine if you win over an influencer, they will talk nonstop about your company. And the great thing about them is because they have a higher reach, like a bigger reach, yeah. right? They have a megaphone. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what BenQ did. And I really did appreciate that. So now, yeah. I, guys, I, you know, I have no problems recommending that, even though... Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's expensive. Like these are the things you need to know. It's expensive. Yeah. It's, um, but the fact it's that it's less they are, than perfect, but they're working on it. Yes, they're working on it. It's it's different. So we live in an yeah. age now where social media is such an open book. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a, like no one can really. Uh, <laughs> this is going into another thing that I wanted to, to talk about, but no one can really <laughs> talk crap about anyone anymore, or no one can hide um, any unethical yeah. practices. 
because as Chelsea have seen, maybe even some of you guys have seen over the last few days, someone uh, tried to make some money off of people's content. And so to give you... That was crazy. (laughs) It was hilarious. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it before. Mm -hmm. But just to see you like call them out. Yeah. Like on such a large platform. It's like, I don't think anyone has really done that before. Other, I mean, so same, same people, they shared one of my photos and then put one of the shop now tags on it. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a Grove made mat, but they were selling like a really cheap yes. mat. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, I was like, just so you guys know, like this isn't the mat in the photo that they're selling. Mm-hmm. And they ended up deleting my comment. Yep. And but they weren't even tagging me in it. Mm-hmm. And a few other people, like Matt, not Matt, um, Michael Evans, mm-hmm. he was like, "You guys know this is like Chelsea's photo, right?" And so of course I was tagged in it, tagged in it. So then I saw it, and I was like, "Not only is it my photo, this is not the Matt in the photo that they're selling." And they ended up taking it down. Yeah. But. And that's that's the power <laughs> of this this platform right like what we're chelsea and i are hoping for is to foster this type type of community well where we watch each other's back and Mm -hmm. i was just doing my part honestly that's what i love i love that yeah i know it's like i get messages from people that you know we we work with or we we know through instagram and saying hey you know this Mm -hmm. is michael's photo or hey this is someone else's photo and i really really do appreciate that so honestly yeah that is like such a tight community i I really love it but I don't want people to think that it's exclusive, right? Like you too, as yeah. a content creator, whoever you are, can be a part of this, you know, and, and Absolutely. that's what Come we want. Come join yeah. us. Come join us. That's what, definitely what we want. So to give you context as to what happened before we actually jump into the topic today, um, <laughs> this, this this huge page, this page is bigger than me, like my, my following, and they crazy yeah it's a child that's running i know because so they started sharing photos of mine and you know other people's and a lot of pages do that right a lot of pages do that but the problem with them is that they they do tag the the content creator but they also monetize the photo meaning they put that little shopping icon on each photo so that you can click on a mat for example like for example they took my photo and they and they used that icon, that shopping feature that Instagram has. And if you click on the, the desk mat that's on my photo, it brings you to their site selling a different mat. So one one is they're using my false photo. False advertisement yeah. as well. That's false advertising. <laughs> and then they used my photo with a, without my consent to sell their products. That's like if you open up your app, uh, the Apple's website, open up Apple's website and you see your photo trying to sell an item that's in your photo without asking your permission first. It's cool when they share it. Like if someone shares your photo, like, oh, this is by Chelsea and it's great, but they're not using it to sell like as an actual photo for their catalog. That's different. So that's what I want to make, make it clear for people. It's okay to share content. It's okay to repost and tagging is not required. It is uh, courteous. It is the polite thing to do. But it's not required. And it's okay. It's okay for the company, say Grove Made, uses mine or Michael's photo to sell their desk mat that is on my desk. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. obviously and have al- the right for that. Also, <laughs> yeah, and also they actually ask for our permissions first. And they've they've paid us. Yes, too. they've paid us, or it In really depends way. on what your agreement is with with these companies. They will reach mm-hmm. out to you and ask if they have permission. 
which these yeah. guys didn't do, right? And that's why I had no, to call I them out. I never had any, any ask. And you know, <laughs> you know the, the reason I called them out, Chelsea? Because I previously messaged, messaged them. I saw it, like, I think a few months ago, I messaged them mm -hmm. um, for a different thing. Because I think they posted my photo and it says, um, creator unknown. And it says, DM us if you Everybody know. on Instagram knows who Michael's, <laughs> who those desk photos belong to. It is very evident that yeah. it's Michael's. But it's funny because it's also becoming a thing. People are getting lazy. Instead of saying who the owner is, they'll just say, oh, we don't know. And they're doing it for either they're lazy or they just don't want to give you credit because, you know, people are going to follow you instead, right? So they're mm -hmm. trying to, to block that Instead of focusing on their page. Yeah. So they said, uh, creator unknown. And DM us for if you know who know who if you know who this is, and I honestly, on, to be honest with you, Chelsea, I'm at that at this point where I don't really care if they tag me or not because I'm mm -hmm. I'm fairly secure uh, in the fact that I think people will recognize my desk, right? So yeah, I mean that's do, that's fine. <laughs> Everyone knows it's yours. <laughs> but the problem was, so I messaged them and they ignored me. Like you can see if they read the message, right? They ignored me. This was like a while back. So okay, what, whatever. I didn't press on it. But then I saw that they they changed the 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 photo into a shopping. You know, they they converted it into a shopping, um, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I messaged them. I said I didn't give you. I appreciate you. Here's also what I said. I appreciate you sharing my photo. But I didn't give you permission to um, to use this to monetize your page. Yeah, to profit. Yeah. So I said, could you please take it down? So when I sent that message, I saw that I also sent them a message prior, which was that one, you know, when I said that, um, oh, that mm -hmm. photo actually belongs to me. And they never read it. So I'm like, okay, so these guys will never read this message. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call them out. Yeah. So they caught me on a bad day. So I called them out on social media. And when they, I called them out. They read then. They <laughs> were so fast to reply to me. Oh, I bet. And they're you like. You blasted them. You like torched part of their um, warehouse. Yeah. Well, the problem was like I was going to let them off. Like I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, fine. Just move on. You know, apologize and move on. But he was so adamant. And he tried to threaten me by taking it to the law, which, you know, what air quotes. What is the law going to say? What is, what is the law? Like Instagram? I know, no, exactly. The internet the police. police. going to laugh you out of there. Don't do that. God. So, Don't waste the police's time. Or I, yeah, I give, I give him a chance. You know what? You know what? Just, just walk away or, you know, I can I can make this, you know, a headache. And so he mm -hmm. chose the, the latter, unfortunately. But of here's the, he you know, I don't want to focus on that. You know what I want to focus on, yeah. Chelsea, from that whole experience? That single day, I got the most messages in one day, and that's know, that's not what I want. Well, I wanted to. <laughs> I'm not bragging about that. Like, yeah. what I wanted to highlight is out of, and I swear to God, I probably got a hundred or more messages in one day. Wow. Yes, I was not expecting that. That's why I couldn't reply to every single one of them. But mm -hmm. out of all those messages, a hundred percent. A hundred percent of them were in total support of what I did, of which course, was because what the other person is doing is wrong. Yes, because <laughs> I was expecting in this such a a diverse world, the internet, like uh -huh. such a device. Uh, div, uh, I can't even think diverse. of the word diverse, but also like we have so much, yeah, different opinions and different views. I was expecting someone, like at least half of them, would say. You know, just let them be. They'll let you know make let them make their own money, whatever. 
but yeah, no, but they're I'm, doing it wrong. I, know. I, I didn't, I didn't think anyone would agree with it because the way they're doing it is completely wrong. I mean, it's it's false advertisement, and can't people get sued for that? Isn't that a like a thing? And that's the thing, like that's the thing too. Like it's such <laughs> a it's such a wild west in this in this realm true. that there's yeah, really true. no there's no really there's no laws, mm-hmm. and that's why we have to be vigilant. We have to watch out mm-hmm. for each other, and we have to call them out, right? If that happens. But the the crazy thing, Chelsea, is that uh, other than the fact that people were a hundred percent in support of that, I got so many messages from people that said, that basically shared their own horror stories. And what these type of pages do- We've all been through it. It yeah. sucks that we what, have. What sucks too is that these type of pages, what they do is they bully other people into just basically dropping it. They say, oh, we're gonna sue you. Oh, or we're gonna they're harass not gonna you. Sue I know, you. they're not gonna do what? that. But, but the fact that because they have <laughs> such a huge following, they are going to bully these other accounts. Mm-hmm. Like one of my good friends on online, he has almost the same amount of following as this person. And you know what this person did? And I'm not going to say, give any details, but. Oh, I was just about to say, is it? Because I know who it is. But, but yeah, <laughs> but this person got bullied. He called them out, right? He's Actually, he didn't call them out. He just messaged them. He said, hey, that's my photo. Can you please take it down? Because I didn't give you permission to use it for your store or whatever. And the person, just, this account just cussed him out. And then he's like, okay. And he showed me the screenshots and he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. He was, my friend was very, very much just like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll leave you, whatever. He left him. And then this guy comes back, but guess what? This guy uses his personal account. <laughs> he uses his okay. personal IG account and started harassing my friend. He's like, oh, I bet you're such a loser because you're just at home and, you know, taking photos of your desk and whatever. And I'm like, that's his mistake right there. You know, he thinks he can bully people like that. And he also used this personal account. So I know who this person is. And I know this person is a kid. So people, if you're dealing with these large accounts. That's how you know it's yeah. a kid. Okay. You, I was curious how ac- you knew. Yeah. These kids are, I mean, these accounts, they're not all, they're not companies. They're not, you know, they, they're, they're just individuals no. who are trying to sell something out of, they're trying to profit out of someone else's work. Do not be bullied by them. And if you do, you have an entire community supporting you or backing you up i had yeah. accounts chelsea that had eight hundred thousand followers um message me message me and said thank you for doing that that's super and i'm cool. like and i'm like what the heck you know i didn't think that someone with that caliber of um that brand you know that's a brand that huge would would appreciate something like that and that yeah, was very course, humbling because they were probably been through it too. Yeah, it was very humbling because I mm-hmm. it started to put into perspective what kind of space this is becoming into. And there's like mm-hmm. it's almost like oh we can't do anything because they're stealing our content. And who do we go to? The internet police? And there's definitely not <laughs> there's no such thing, right? So that doesn't exist, you guys. No. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> That's exist. Not so, a thing. <laughs> so all, what we can do as a community is basically help each other out. So I just wanted yeah. to share that whole experience and. We can dive into that other topic about content sharing and whatever some other time because I definitely yeah. got a lot of questions as well. And I know we've gone <laughs> so long in this intro <laughs> for this podcast already. But That's so funny. many things are happening. So I just wanted to share them. Yeah, so a lot Lots of things are of happening. Lots of fun things. Yeah, but Chelsea, today's episode is going to be really, really interesting because I feel very passionate about this. And yeah. I am not an expert, but I um, I have a good understanding of how this works, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to share with you guys what I think and uh, how it's helped me personally grow my own mm-hmm. brand. 
And Chelsea and I were actually talking about this last week during our creative meeting. You know, how do you brand yeah. yourself, right? So, um, you know, I, you guys probably know this already, but what we're going to talk about today is about brand identity and what it is and do I actually need it as a, um, a content creator. So mm -hmm. um, I don't even know how to begin now. <laughs> um, I do want to just say one thing. Uh -huh. we're, um, I know Michael wrote this down, but we are talking about branding yourself, not necessarily like a brand logo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just, it's just not, to get that out there. That's one of the things that we want to dispel. Branding is not a logo. It's not your logo. That's yeah. not what branding is. So, okay. So this is how we start, Chelsea. Let's try to define what branding is. Do you have right. any, um, just top of your head, Chelsea, like you can be as honest as you want. Like, what do you think branding is? So branding really to me is the feel that you mm -hmm. get like walking into somewhere like Starbucks or Best Buy or the Apple store. Like when you walk in, you just, you know, you're in an Apple store. Like it's clean. It's probably pretty crowded depending on where you live. Um, yeah, it's just overall like the look and the feel and the style of a certain company or person. Yeah, that's um, that's a very, very good way of putting it. And this just drives home the point that branding isn't your logo. It's not. Um, yeah, it's not the colors that you use. It's not the style of your artwork. It's not the name. It's basically mm -hmm. what your your audience feels. So it's almost mm -hmm. like um, I, I, can't, I think I wrote it down. Let me see if I did write it down. But um, Chris Doe was interviewing a very successful and um, this influential person, a designer basically, who's been in the in, uh, graphic design industry for 30 years, I think, and he was explaining what branding is. So branding basically is the end result in your consumer's mind. So mm -hmm. that's what, it's an embodiment of who you are. When they think of you, it's how they feel, how yeah. they, they know you as a company or as a person. And it's almost like a gut feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Like in Chelsea, uh, Hit it, hit it like pretty close when he, when she said when you walk into Starbucks, there's a certain feel, there's a certain look, there's a certain mood that you that you associate mm -hmm. Starbucks with, and you're not even thinking of the logo, you're just thinking of the place. So yeah. branding could be could it doesn't necessarily have to be the actual place. It could be the customer service that you receive from Starbucks. You know that when mm -hmm. you go to Starbucks, you'll get you'll say hi to the or the person that you're. Your barista is going to say hi to you. Who's going to she or he or she's going to ask you about your day, how your kids are. You know that's branding. That's really um, a part of the overall thing. So as content yeah. creators, um, it's a question that I've been asked before as well. Like, do you have to brand yourself? And if you do, how is that going to benefit you? And why should you brand yourself? Or mm -hmm. you know, how do you do it? So Chelsea and I last week talked about it. And I asked her, <laughs> this is like a discovery meeting for both of us because I asked her, yes. so how would you brand yourself? And then we were both silent <laughs> for like a good like, minute. Oh, I'm really confused. There's like a bunch of crickets going around, yeah, going for, off. For both of us, because we were trying, we were trying really hard to, to figure that one out because I'm branding myself in a certain way, but I couldn't really put it into, into words that could it's hard to it's put really it hard, into yeah. words especially when it's more of like a feeling that each person has mm -hmm. or you know a thought that each person has so it, it's really hard to put it into words but i think we did pretty good yeah i think we did pretty good because we basically yeah. started to really 
um, talk about what it is that we represent, right? Like I want to brand myself as someone who likes beautiful things like uh, mm-hmm. that can sit in my workspace as workspace. I like to be someone who who has everything that inspires me around me, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to have a nice monitor, am I, not a nice table, a nice um, whatever it is, a nice office. But I also mm-hmm. want to brand myself as someone who is real, someone who isn't rich, you know, someone who has mm-hmm. kids and just like family centric, you know, type of person and someone who mm-hmm. can you can always reach out to. So when I want people to think and feel that when they think of my name, my my brand, for example, Mitch Soul Design. Oh, that's that's my neighbor, Michael. I want them to feel yeah. that way. So that's yeah. kind of like that's what we ended up um, discovering about ourselves, our own brands. And I think as content creators, we absolutely need to do that. And that's how you, yeah, that's how you define yourself in this very crazy space. Because there's so many, Mm -hmm. so many content creators out there. There There's so many other brands. And if you have a blog, if you have a setup page, if you have a, a page that just takes pictures of flat lays, you know, how do you define your brand? You definitely Mm -hmm. need to, to, I think, you definitely need to brand yourself because that's how you set yourself apart. That's what I was just about to say. The Your brand, branding yourself, sets you apart from the others. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's think about... I was going uh-huh, go to say too, just really quickly, um, when Michael first asked me, like, how was I branding myself? I got confused by the questioning because your brand isn't the tagline for your company or for you as a person it's you don't have to necessarily it's not like something like a group of words that would make sense so it's it's not a tagline if that makes sense to anyone else (laughs) yeah no that that makes perfectly sense for some people they're probably like well if if it's not my tagline it's not if it's not the name of my company then what is it okay let's put it this way why do companies need branding to begin with um i think they need it because it helps them identify themselves to their audience as yeah. you know more than a company right like they're an actual mm-hmm. person like if you think of like mcdonald's right what it is is they sell food but mm-hmm. instead of and i'm just guessing here like i'm just kind of spitballing like <laughs> instead of selling food instead they try to brand themselves as this really happy place yeah, okay this is happens. the this is the mcdonald's from my from my early days right when i was a child they advertise mm-hmm. themselves as like this magical place where kids can play and have fun and have toys yeah. and just like eat. So it's not just a fast food uh, chain restaurant. Yeah. It's it's a place where you find happiness. That's how they branded yeah. themselves. And remember when Justin Timberlake came out with that new branding? I'm loving it. It was like oh, a while back. I do remember yeah, that. So it's yeah. like, it's like they weren't. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. like uh, they're not trying to brand themselves as like, look at us. We have clean food and we're very fast with serving our 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 um, customers. No, it's not that. It's you don't, like, you go, you don't go to McDonald's if you want pretty food. Either. Yeah. Like, their food looks like somebody stepped on it in the back and then threw it in your bag. Like, that's not what they're about. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to pick up pieces and put it together yourself. It's like it's Ikea. So <laughs> yeah. It's like Ikea. Right? <laughs> Ikea. Oh, I do I- love Ikea, though. Ikea for food. so hard to put that stuff together. I, I always just make James do it. I'm like, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> good luck. Lynn, my wife, Lynn loves uh-huh. to do it. She's like, oh, that's so, good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She, she, if we buy something, sometimes I'll be like, you want me to put this together? She's like, no, wait till I get home. So 
She needs to come to my house. I'm (laughs) getting some shelves for uh, my office closet. Oh, she's going to love it. That like, it's a cabinet. They're actually TV cabinets, but you hang them on the wall and it will hide all of the crap that I have in there. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they're going to be very hard to put together. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, she's not an expert. She's not really good. She just likes it. So if she does help you. She's not you, really that great. She's not really that said. great. She, if she does help you, um, there are no guarantees. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Lynn, it just fell off the wall. <laughs> it's fine. Just pick it up again. It's fine. Um, so yeah, branding helps Funny. a company basically make them feel more than just uh, an establishment, right? Like it's not. It makes them feel real. It makes them feel real. It makes them yeah. feel human. It almost like humanizes mm-hmm. them. It also defines their values and the, their beliefs, right? They mm-hmm. like yes, McDonald's. They believe in family values. They believe in you know kids being happy and all that stuff. And you know you can use any other companies out there, and I think you get the message, right? It yeah. establishes the belief that your your core belief as a brand, like as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, branding also helps uh, people attach themselves to them rather than you know attach like for example. The reason why I started to change my content on Instagram is because I didn't want people to attach the name Mitch Soul Design to my office. Mm-hmm. That's why I started showing up more on my photos. That's why I showed mm-hmm. my face more because I wanted people to attach the name Mitch Soul Design to me as a person. Mm-hmm. That's my brand. My brand is in my office. My brand is me. That's what I'm trying, I'm working on to really establish. So branding mm-hmm. helps me attach whatever it is that you know that i create to me as a person mm-hmm. and people like that people relate to you more people relate to your mm-hmm. brand more and that really just helps you in the long run um oh i found the list chelsea i found the one that uh his name is martin <laughs> M- marty newmeyer and okay. he actually says branding is the result of all your work that lives inside people's heads so it's basically, in essence, it's like your reputation and it's how you make them feel. So that's yes. what branding is. That's and a every, great way to describe it. Every company does that. Um, one of my favorite, I took advertising, right? Like in my, mm-hmm. when, when I was in college and advertising is very different now. And mm-hmm. I'll admit I wasn't the best student when I was in college, <laughs> but I was very much into it. Like I was very much into um how I make people feel based on the ads that I design, based on the script that I would write. And there's one particular one, and this is not even real, but it was always very inspiring to me that I saw in a movie. Have you seen the movie What Women Want? Oh, I love that movie with, uh, what's his name? Mel Gibson? Yes, Mel Gibson. Did you remember his advertising presentation to Nike? Oh gosh, I don't know. It's been a, a minute since I've seen it. Yeah, it's been it's it's like early two thousands. Uh, I think nineteen ninety nine yeah. when it came out, or nine, something like that. It's really early, like way back. But yeah, probably, I can't it's remember while, the last yeah. time I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. But um, so the story is he's an ad executive. Mel Mel, mm-hmm. Mel Gibson is an ad executive, and he wanted to um, pitch to Nike. But the problem is he is a guy. He's like a guy's guy. He thinks like a guy. He's very. Yeah. Um, What's the word, Chelsea, when you're, when you're, I can't think of the name. Like, uh, it's like, I a, can't either. but he's very much a guy's guy. Like he masculine. can't Masculine. Yeah. Masculine, Kinda. I guess. But it's like, it's like everything that he thinks about, he calls women, uh, women broads. Let's just put it that way. 
You know what oh, I mean? Oh gosh, there is a name for that. Yeah, I can't think of the name, but basically that's how he thinks. And the problem with that, you know, in the movie, they're definitely they were a chauvinist. It. Yes. So <laughs> in the movie, is that he cannot understand what what women want. And something mm-hmm. happens to him, and suddenly he can hear what women actually think and what they want. And mm-hmm. so that part of the movie was he was going to pitch to Nike's women division. Mm-hmm. And so he was he was going to pitch to Nike's women division. And they were nervous because he's like a guy's guy. And how is he going to pitch this ad campaign mm-hmm. to Nike's women division? And what they did in that movie was very, very cool. So he basically showed a, um, a short, like a 30-second film to Nike mm-hmm. executives of a woman jogging like he was she was jogging and she was alone with her thoughts and all you hear is the voiceover of Mel Gibson mm-hmm. saying um you know the road is your friend when you're on the road it's all about just what's in front of you you just take mm-hmm. one step forward and you keep going because you're strong you can do it and very empowering right mm-hmm. never once they did they talk about the shoes or or the or the the apparel or anything and he basically just ends the video with um something like because the road is there and it's not it's there for you and it's not there to judge you or something Mm -hmm. like that and then nike just do it that is that brand right there that feeling that you get after you hear if you hear that like it's it's very empowering it's very inspiring it's like you know what i want to buy nike now and you're not (laughs) buying it because of how well the shoes are made because of how pretty they look you buy it because it inspires you that that whole persona behind it inspires you so i think that's a good um that's my best way of ex- trying to explain what a brand is um compared to there's, like what a company is there's a really good saying that i learned in college um and it was it was something that steve jobs lived by and it's how apple was so successful I'm trying to look it up um, because I can't, I don't want to botch it and I can't remember. It's not think different, is it? (laughs) No, no, no. It's like people don't buy your why, they buy your what. I see. So they don't buy why, they don't buy what you do, they buy buy why you do it. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. (laughs) No, yeah. Because people look for, um, it's surprising to find that um maybe not so surprising but people follow you for more than just um what you post right like if Mm -hmm. i can see a pretty picture somewhere and be like oh cool but if i find something about that poster that original uh, creator that resonates with me Mm -hmm. like the way he he or she um maybe talks to her family or maybe the the games that they play or maybe the movies that they like I attach myself to them like fairly quickly. So it's not about necess- not necessarily what they just made that make makes me um like it it doesn't like the bond that I have with them is deeper than just that pretty picture. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying because anyone can just do that, right? Like you can make a lot of pretty pictures, but eventually people, you know, as fickle-minded as we are, we change tastes and um, you know, preferences. So Later on, your pretty pictures may not look so pretty to yeah. them in the future. But if they attach to your personality, they attach to your beliefs, your your um your morals, or whatever it is, 
then you have a deeper relationship with them. And that's essentially what the brand is trying to do. It's yeah. you're trying to connect more with your audience if you have a brand. So having said all that, as a content creator, have you thought about your own brand? So do you would you like to share something about you and your process, Chelsea, about your brand, like what you're trying to achieve? Yeah. So really just until last week when we talked about it, I mean, I knew I was building my brand, but I I always thought it was like the presence, the or the the look, you know, like <clears throat> the the logo or the way that my Instagram or my YouTube looked versus like the actual feeling or the, you know, what people related Chelsea Horn to, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to really continue to what I was doing before. Like, I mean, people know that I'm a photographer, but they also know that when you come to my page, it's warm, it's welcoming, it's real. It You don't always just see the pretty photos. You mm-hmm. also see, like, the real life side of Chelsea Horn. You know that yeah. she's a real person. You know that she has a family, that her life is sometimes messy. Um, so... Yeah, you know that her daughter likes to sit in the front seat of the car and make a complete mess for the 30 minutes that we're waiting for brother. But yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually seeing that you're posting more of that in your stories, which yeah, I appreciate. And it's it's um, it's hard for me to relate to um, to some people because I mean, I know Chelsea. I've known her for a while now. And so I know that side of her. So when I think of her office, like Chelsea Horn or her Instagram handle, I know who Chelsea Horn is and what mm-hmm. feelings I get when I when I think of that name. But I think a lot of people didn't. So to me, seeing those stories, it's normal for me. I'm like, yeah, that's Chelsea. You know, that's mm-hmm. totally Chelsea. <laughs> but for a lot of people, they're, you're probably like, oh, I didn't, never knew that Chelsea would like to do that. I never knew that Chelsea liked to dance while taking photos of flat lace. And <laughs> it's, Wasn't that it's hilarious? A, it's hilarious. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that because now you are establishing yourself, your name as, you know, who you really are. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It makes it easier for you to share now and easier for you to, to create content. Because yeah. you're being more true to yourself and you're being more authentic, right? Mm-hmm. We all we all have different strategies and different plans. But nowadays, I think being authentic, I think you can agree, yeah. is the key, right? Because that's how you really Absolutely. draw Absolutely. Authenticity, mm-hmm. consistency, and just being yourself. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So as content creators, you should work on trying to share more about your 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 brand, like yourself, if you want to you establish be, your brand. You want to be relatable. Yes, you, you want that to be is relatable. One of the first things that Michael ever told me, he goes, I don't think you'll have a problem as long as you're relatable. You want to be able to relate to people. Yeah, and that's your brand, right? So yeah. you can share your personal, your brand with, with your audience and you know, tell them, explain it to them through words or even just pictures mm-hmm. or even snapshots of your life or anything. Share it to them, like what it means to you. And I think mm-hmm. it'll it'll make it easier to really navigate where you want to take your your um your brand mm-hmm. on Instagram. Because a lot of, I'm assuming all the people that are listening to this want to at some point elevate their 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 um their mark here mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they're doing here on Instagram, right, on social media. Yeah. So that's what I would what I would um uh, recommend. Like you definitely have to work on your brand because you are not a company and people attach to brands, not to companies. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
the other thing is that you can always also evolve your brand. Like you, I myself am figuring it out. Like I mm -hmm. have a, a brand idea that I'm working on right now. I'm still, I'm actually asking one of my friends to help me. And he sent me like this questionnaire to help me find out who, who I want to be, who I want to attract using my brand and, you know, mm -hmm. the colors that I'm going to use and stuff like that. And it's, it's actually a lot of work, but I bet. I'm working <laughs> on it. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's an evolving process and you can always mm -hmm. change. And that's the great thing about it. It's that it's not necessarily cemented in your mind. McDonald's mm -hmm. changed their, their brand image so many times. Like, you know, companies do it all the time. So yeah. it's well, an evolving I mean, if you, thing. If you've been around for as long as McDonald's and didn't they start in the sixties? I yeah. mean, they obviously, the, you know, brands have to change the times. They have mm -hmm. to still be relevant. Um, yes. So, yeah. So you do, too. You know, you still have to evolve and change with the times. Yeah. And, and as we grow as people, you know, mm -hmm. as we grow as people, we do change. And you yeah. want to remain authentic. You want to remain your true self. And you evolve your brand alongside with it. Yeah. Um, it'll help you define in, you know, if you want to um if you it'll help you define define the right people that you want to attract mm -hmm. in your in your page or in your your following um also it having a brand is basically your roadmap mm -hmm. when you you know where you at least for me it's where i take i want to take my my business my career my my dreams and my hopes you know that's i use my branding so my branding will help me define or help me choose who i want to work with you know, the products that I want to endorse or the projects that I want to say yes to or no to. So mm -hmm. it, it, it serves as a roadmap for me. So that is also helpful. Um, yeah, that's very, very helpful if you are still trying to figure yourself out. So figure out your brand first mm -hmm. and then um, or at least try to figure out your brand while you're working, you know, in this space. And um, I yeah. think it'll help you define where you want to go. Yeah. So what you just said aligns perfectly with uh, some tips that I found online and that I would like to share. Yes, um, please do, Chelsea. So uh, one is kind of like what Michael said, define how you want to be perceived. Uh, when your customers have finished using your product or your service, how do you want them to s describe their experience? Uh, and then organize your business based on this promise. Communicate your promise to your audience and be consistent. And I always say that consistency is key with anything. So you don't want to be wishy-washy. You want to uh, define in the beginning how you want to be perceived, and then you want to keep with that. You want to be consistent. Um, so I hope that helps you guys. It's just four little tips I found on the internet. Yeah. No, those are definitely helpful. Those are like um, staples, kind of, right? Yeah. Like when you, it's like this, the, the, the strategies that you use to, to help define your brand or, you know, cement your brand. Um, but I think a lot of people really just... Um, wonder i know we got a lot of mess, uh, questions regarding brands and i'm just trying to be mindful about who we are trying to talk to like uh, i know we are talking to content creators in general yeah. right um another thing that i think why it's important for content creators to consider to actually really hone in on their brand is that it actually helps you keep things consistent like chelsea said because be when you know what your brand is what you're after like I mentioned earlier, you know who you want to work with. You know mm -hmm. who you want to align with. And if, you know, a product or a service doesn't align with you, it feels a lot easier to say no. Yeah. Unlike before when I started, like I was saying yes to every single thing. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted it more. It happens obviously. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it happens. But now once I've honed in on what my brand is, who my brand is, I it's gotten easier for me to say no. And mm-hmm. it got easy and it because I'm saying more no more, it's bringing me closer to the road where I actually want to be on. Mm-hmm. And so it's really going to help you. And like I mentioned earlier, it's helping you become even more authentic mm-hmm. online. And that's at the end of the day, that's really what you want because that's how you really attract people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's there's so much crazy stuff on the internet. Like you want to let people know that you are a real person. You're not just some robot behind a computer, you know? Ex- yeah, exactly. Because anyone can do that, right? Like yeah. anyone can be a robot. But... If you have a brand, it's it's something that can't they can't take away from you. And not only it's it's like this, right? So Chelsea and I take photos of our desk, and anyone can do that, but they are not Michael Soledad, and they are not they are not Chelsea Horn. That's they one cannot, thing that they cannot be. Yes, and no they also they can't emulate our style, even though they could probably try. Yeah. At the end of the day, they it still wouldn't be Chelsea Horner. It still wouldn't be Michael Soledad. You know, so it's... But let's pretend, though, Chelsea. Okay. Let's pretend that they are <laughs> masters at their craft, right? Okay. They're masters at their craft, and they can really um, copy your style and my style. Mm-hmm. You know what they can't copy, though? My love for my kids. Yeah. My love for the, the um, like, the natural light. I spoke about that in one of my recent posts, like... You know, my my distaste for fountains. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's stuff like that. That's yeah. Michael Soledad. Mm-hmm. And that's my brand. That's something that they cannot be. And yeah. if you have your audience attached to that persona, that, that part of you, then you are uniquely you. Yeah. And no one can take that away from you. So the best thing that you can do is be yourself. Right. Absolutely. And that's one thing that you are better than a hundred percent of the rest of the world at you know you're better you're better at it than everyone else in the world because they can't be you at the end they can't of the be day you, you know yep. they can't be you and what's great about it too chelsea is that um branding is almost like a gut feeling True. it's like it all right you like i i looked through a different different logos that i had designed and different colors and different words so i mm-hmm. i told chelsea this last week i said when i was asking for this designer to create a logo for me um, I gave him keywords. I said, I want, the, uh, I, I think of these words when I think of my, my brand and what I want my audience to feel. I want one of those words is community and fellowship mm-hmm. and, um, perseverance and just, uh, home. So these words, they don't really necessarily make sense together like that, but they are the words that I feel when I look at my brand, I think of my brand and I imagine my brand. So yeah, think about that. That's exactly what I said earlier. When it's not, when your brand isn't your tagline, it doesn't like distinctively describe your brand. It's more of like how you feel when you think of the brand. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and just and just like Marty, what Marty uh, Newmeyer said, it's the end result in your audience's mind. So mm-hmm. that's what you're after, right? Like, what do you want your audience to feel and to think of when they think of you and your brand? Mm-hmm. So I definitely didn't want my audience to think of Mitchell Design, oh, as that one nice corner in the internet. You know, I don't want them to think that. I mean, yeah. that's nice. And I appreciate that. I will forever be grateful. 
but I can never go anywhere with just that. Mm-hmm. I have to take my brand somewhere. And if I, you know, I mean, I have to take my, you know, this, this whole thing somewhere. So if the mm-hmm. only way I can do that is to establish a brand. And so it's a work in progress, but it's something that I encourage people to try to start working on if you mm-hmm. haven't yet. I, I, there's a lot of people out there who are masters at it. And, you know, listen to them, take note and just try to see what they did and mm-hmm. what it, your favorite person, your favorite account, your favorite um, company or brand that you follow. Why do you follow them? Why do you like them so much? Write down words, write down um like the, the colors that they use, anything, mm-hmm. and look at them from a different perspective, basically as a whole, right? And like, okay, these are the things that, that I like because it makes me feel like I'm I'm a part of it, maybe because mm-hmm. I feel family-oriented or something. So yeah, that's uh, that's basically the main topic for, for, for this week. And I think I, I basically said everything I wanted to say about branding. <laughs> um, I don't know good. if Chelsea has... Okay, so Chelsea, I don't know if Chelsea, you do you have some something else to add? Because before we... we I wanted to ask you before we move on to like actual questions that we got regarding this topic. I yeah, think we no, got a, I, a I said everything that uh, I wanted to. So, and I think Michael, you did um, a great job at explaining everything and kind of pretty much expelling on what the topic was about today. So yeah, I think we are good to move on. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that Chelsea. I mean, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Branding is a is a sticky subject, but it I is. tried. Um, I'm just sharing from my own perspective. So thank you, Nicole, for sending this because uh, she has been getting a lot of questions from from people sending it through the Coffee with Creators official Instagram account, which is at C. Oh, no, sorry, no. <laughs> I was going to give the wrong one. <laughs> Coffee at W Creators. Yes, at Coffee W Creators on Instagram. Please follow it. Please share it with your with your family and friends, and that's how you they can discover us, and also that's how they can be a part of this community. I'm so excited, Chelsea, because this community is growing. We're small, right. but it's growing. Like we're getting questions, and I'm like, no, we have excited so many good questions. And you know, before when it was just Michael and I, and we were having questions from just our personal accounts, we never got as many good questions as we're getting. When people are going through the Coffee with Creators website or yeah. uh, page, so yeah, so super we appreciate cool. Nicole too because yeah, oh, yeah. I mean Chelsea She's and I, <laughs> if we were managing this, th- these questions will never see the light of day. No, because <laughs> somebody would have forgot. Chelsea would have forgotten to check it, or Chelsea wouldn't have posted <laughs> like Aunt to ask the question. So yeah, thank you, Nicole. Always appreciated. Um, would you like to read the questions for us, Chelsea? Sure. Yeah. So our first question is from the silver IO20. And they says, how do you tackle rebranding and separating yourself from past work after cultivating a previously successful brand over the course of many years? Okay. Um, um, I'm looking at this. That's my cousin. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. His name is B. Ben Silverio. Sorry if I messed so, it up. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, huh. I didn't know he sent he sent a message. Um, he is a writer. Oh, cool. He also has. I don't know if he still runs his own podcast. Oh, that's um, awesome. He's a very smart guy. So that's a very smart question too. Yeah, that's um, a great question. As far as rebranding goes, I have no idea other than just like starting over. I guess. I don't know. So he said, how do you tackle rebranding and separating yourself from your past work after cultivating a previously successful brand over the course of the many years? I guess my question to you, Ben, is what is it exactly? What is it, what is it that you're 
brand is in you know the one that you cultivated because if it's if that brand is attached to a certain something right i don't know what it is and you know people are following that i mean if you want to break away from that then yes you're going to have to start from from scratch right mm -hmm. but if your brand is yourself like the way you write the way you speak the way you share your insight people will follow you yeah and you might leave a different company but they will follow you because you're the brand yeah. so if you've i guess there's also another question like why do you want to branch out why do you want to leave if, if it's successful over the mm -hmm. um the last few years and you, we can also define success right what's what is successful to you? Is it the number of interactions that you get? Is it the number of listeners, viewers, or there's so many different um, factors that I don't know, but from a general standpoint, um, you really just have to do it. Like if you really think that you have to separate yourself from that brand, like let's pretend you did something that you didn't like mm -hmm. that, or that a lot of people didn't like. I don't know if you can completely escape that because depending on who that brand is or what that brand is, is it attached to your name? Yeah, again? that's what I was about to say. It's then hard that's if it's gonna attached be a problem. to your name. Yeah, but you can come, you know, just come, come, come out and just uh, accept it, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, my way of rebranding. Like, for example, um, let's think of a celebrity who did that so many times, like a uh, Miley Cyrus, Taylor, Swift. for example, Taylor Swift. Like they've rebranded themselves, yeah, a lot. Over the years, even Kanye West mm -hmm. has rebranded himself. I can't believe you just um, said Taylor Swift and Kanye West in the same sentence. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea, because it just Dare you. it's automatic to me. I know <laughs> it's automatic. That's how I figure out. That's how I found out who Taylor Swift is. And mind you, oh. I don't really listen to to Kanye West. I don't. I'm terrible at like uh, artists and music. Yeah. I listen to some of Taylor Swift's songs, and I actually like them, but. Anything other than that, like I don't even listen to the to the lyrics. I'm terrible at it. I just listen to like like oh, this sounds good. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, again, Ben, it's um, you just you you have to define first. Like, why do you want to separate yourself from it? And if the the desire for you, or if it's necessary for you to separate yourself from that previous brand, then I guess it doesn't matter if it's if if you've cultivated it already, if you've built it up to what it is today. If you need to separate yourself from it, then you can start again. You can start from scratch. At least that's how I would do it, right? Like mm -hmm. there's there has to be a deeper meaning as to why you you want to do that. But you can. It's not impossible. Celebrities have been doing it. Um, politicians have been doing it. I hate politics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I hope we've uh, somehow given you some insight, Ben. I'm not sure if I really answered your question or we've answered your question fully. Um, the next question, Chelsea, I'm looking at this, is by my nephew. I love okay. this guy. I miss this guy. His name is DJ. Okay, so it's you from say, DJ. Mm -hmm. yeah, say his ben it, B. Silverio, 20, is my cousin. His name is okay. Ben. And then DJ Magbanwa is my nephew. I and so, so botched that. I, I, that's why I read it for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so he's, um, really quickly, DJ, I grew up with him. Like, he was a baby. Uh, to this oh, day, Chelsea, I, I said this before. I've... I mean, I've said this to him before. I, one of my biggest guilt when I was a kid, when I was, I think, 14 or 12 or something like that, was mm -hmm. he, and he was a little kid. He was a baby. He's like, oh. I don't know. But he would always ask me to play with him. Oh. And he was just like, you know, I would ask me, can we play PlayStation or something? And I would always say no. I say oh. no, I'm too busy. And then I would even turn on the PlayStation, pretend I'm playing with him, and I'll just leave him. 
Oh. And then he would stop playing, and he's Michael's like, "Terrible, I'm terrible." Yeah, <laughs> to this it's day, okay. so it's guilty. a kid. Yeah, it's a kid. I know, Don't. but it's like it's yeah, okay. that's my mindset as you know when I was a child, and yeah, um, to this day I feel that guilt. That's why every time I see him, I'm like, I miss this guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. very, very, but he's grown into a very, very talented um, photographer. He's into oh, fashion awesome. photography. Yeah, more on high fashion. So it's um, where does he? His own? work is great. California? He lives back home in the Philippines. Yeah, he's in Manila. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so he's also finding his way in this whole creative space. So yeah. he's he's working on it, but he's really good. Like, um, he's worked with a couple. Like, he I think he has a couple of um, local magazine covers already. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, yeah, I, I haven't really followed Super. much of his work lately, but he's really good. So he asks, "Where do you draw the line of sticking to your brand and doing what will sell?" That's a that's a really tough one, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard, especially for us, because we have branded ourselves. And so the things that we are selling is, I don't, they align with your brand. It's not like, I don't know, it's not a particular yeah. thing, you know. I guess so I'm trying to, say. I'm trying to imagine his situation. So he, mm-hmm. like I said, he works in more, more like high fashion. But high fashion doesn't necessarily sell as much as, I don't know what the the other versions are, but like a different type of photography. Um, So that might be where the struggle is, like he's not selling. How I would go about it, honestly, is how I basically, how I'm growing mine. So my YouTube, for example, Mm -hmm. my YouTube channel, is not necessarily the same with my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like my YouTube is more tech centric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram isn't. I'll show some tech stuff on Instagram because I obviously want to tie it in. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be known as a tech guy, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But that's what sells. That's what mm-hmm. sells right now. So maybe, DJ, if you are struggling with the type of photography you're trying to sell, I don't see any problem with trying to um offer your services you know in a, in a, like in a different way right like mm-hmm. maybe i think we we talked about this chelsea right like um uh can um uh, photography in, in the realms of photography like you tried to be a real estate photographer <laughs> it's I not did. your thing I but did. if it were selling chelsea would you be still it, doing it well see that's the thing it does sell like you could make mm-hmm. bukus of yeah. of money on real in real estate photography, but no, I still chose to quit. Yeah, Chelsea chose to quit, <laughs> but I bet you if if it was selling enough for you, you would probably probably would have kept it, but you would still if, work on your own personal brand. If I had been in a space where it was either my children eat and I photo if you know if my children don't can't eat or is not able I'm not able to provide for them unless I do real estate photography then yes, I would still have to do real estate photography. But, but for me, my situation is different. Um, I, I had more leeway to be able to kind of quit that and move on to something that I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but I mean, yes, if I had to keep doing it because it was selling, then yes, absolutely, I would. Yeah. So I would, I would, my example would be my brand, like my, my, um, my username, my Michelle design, look back into my very first post. I was a graph. I'm a graphic designer mm-hmm. and that's what sells. That was for the most 
part of two years, the bread and butter for my, mm -hmm. you know, that's what was feeding me and mm -hmm. my family. And now I, none of the graphic design work I share, I don't share any of that, but yeah. I'm serving that, that audience. I'm serving that need mm -hmm. in, in, in my, uh, in my line of work. So maybe DJ, you don't have to necessarily um, rebrand. You can serve these people in a different way. Mm -hmm. But in photography, it's kind of hard um, to be attached to the type of work. Are you struggling to serve these people because you don't want to be associated with that? I mean, there's different things, right? But I feel like you can still serve these different people as a sub-brand, right? Like mm -hmm. if you, like DJ's photography, A, for example, I'm just thinking of something really stupid, but DJ's photography, A, high fashion. And then if you have customers that just want kids parties or something, mm -hmm. be like, oh, I have another brand, which is DJ's photography, B. And these this caters to just kids. So you can have two accounts. Yeah. If, if that matters to you, like uh, if, it, if it's not a big thing, like make another account. And it's still the same photographer. It's still the same service that they're getting, like same talent but a different brand under a different umbrella. So you can might, you might want to consider that if if um, if you're struggling to keep to your guns and be like, no, I only work with this type of people, but you're, you know, you're suffering through it. You don't have to. You don't have to be so intent on keeping one brand and yeah. just like suffering because of that. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, always well, do both. I mean, if you want to do like the, the fashion thing, if that's what's making you money. I mean, just do that until you get into the other thing that, you know, can eventually take place of the yeah. thing that you're not as happy in. Exactly. That's what I did for graphic design. I mean, graphic Insane. design isn't my passion. Yeah. It's not my passion, but it was it's it's something that I, I had a, that was one of my skills that people were paying for. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna say no to that. Yeah. So I, same I, same with real mm -hmm. estate photography. I mean, I was I hated it. But I did it until I was able to move on to yeah. do something else, you know, and was in yeah. a position to be able to move on. So, yeah, you you just kind of have to transition, transition and do do it in the way that you feel is fits best fits your needs. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. It's going to be so different for everyone for sure. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, DJ, um, that gave you some ideas. Um, would you like to read next question, Chelsea? Yeah, this is from Mikey TV. I hope I nope. Did you? Yep. I'm. Oh yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. This next question is from Maxwell, and it says, oh, "How okay, yeah, yeah. how do you prepare yourself for YouTube videos? Do you write a script or no script?" Chelsea does not write a script unless there are specific things in a video that I have to talk about like a video that I did for loom cube there was specific things that they wanted me to say in that case I did have a script that I just wrote on my iPad and then I had my iPad like just enough out of frame where I could still look like I was looking at the camera and engaging with the audience but I was I was reading a script um most mm -hmm. of the time I don't do that most of the time I like to keep things very authentic and just roll it right off the top of my head yeah, uh, I <laughs> I did not follow a script before, and it was messy. There's mm -hmm. so many takes, so many whatever. So uh, what I started to do, what I do, yeah, in the essence of saving time, yeah, in the interest of saving if time. If you want to be more more efficient, efficient. and um, mm -hmm. kind of save time, I would suggest writing a script and practicing yeah. before you start rolling that camera. Because yeah. if you have to do too many takes. Then you, before you know it, especially if you're shooting in a very high resolution, you have a full memory card and you're like 
basically back at step one, dumping the footage. And I, yeah. I've also done that. So and do it in spurts. So when I when I try to say something, I make an overview. Like I write it down, like without even worrying about grammar or anything like that. I just write out the things that I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then I rearrange it like, okay, maybe I should say this first. Maybe I should say that, you know, this next. Mm-hmm. And after that, I record in spurts or I try to, right? Like if I talk about one part of this object, I say it like maybe two or three sentences and then I cut. And then if it's good for me, okay, save that and then move on, say the next two or three sentences. That's my process because it helps me. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I definitely have a big like an outline first, like an overview of what I wanted to say, because it does help a lot. And I think, and I was actually looking up videos on how to do this. And people say, a lot of people say the same thing. As you get used to it, you'll find out one day that, you'll discover one day that maybe you don't need a script anymore. You're comfortable with, you know, with articulating the things that you want to say eventually. Yeah. Like this podcast. In the beginning, I had such uh, trouble trying to, (laughs) <laughs> trying to I, I still do I guess trying to come up with the words that I wanted to say mm-hmm. but now Chelsea and I have talking points right we have yeah. talking points every week and we try to follow that we say mm-hmm. okay the day before two days before I would we would send each other our talking points so that we know the pacing and we know how how to segue to a different topic or yeah. whatever or at least we're trying it helps us so. it helps and it's a lot better than in the beginning like We were like, let's just make it super casual. And then we were all over the place. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. writing writing a script is definitely a good idea. Okay. For sure. Cool. So thank you, Max, for that question. Um, Next question is by Mikey TV. You said it right, Chelsea. He is also my cousin. Yeah. So many (laughs) people. I don't know why I should have to mention that. I know. I'm surprised. I'm actually really happy that they listen that's awesome I, don't, I know my family doesn't yeah well my mom i don't i don't right. even tell them to listen you know that's what that's what that's why it means a lot to me because mm-hmm. they're supporting without me asking so yeah that's, that's cool. awesome mikey tv asks and this is a two-part question oh, okay mm-hmm. so he says he has two questions basically he says what is a brand that you love but wished that they do that they would do differently or at least try uh i'll go first Okay. I love Apple. I'm obsessed with Apple. I wish they were cheaper. <laughs> Do you? Th- but that, I think that's a different. Um, Probably. That might be. Yeah. Like from an economics standpoint, like, yeah. I mean, from a branding standpoint, they definitely want to be expensive. Yeah. Because they that's want, who their audience yeah. is, is. They know yeah, their they, audience they, can afford it. Um, they, they, they cater to um, a lifestyle mm-hmm. more than. Because when you think of tech, you're always trying to be practical. You're trying to quantify how much tech you're getting for the money, right? Mm-hmm. But Apple obviously is way, way over that. And that's the main complaint of people. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. They know their audience. They know that what you are getting is quality. Yeah. And But when you buy a PC, I'm sure you're getting quality too. It's just that that brand, right? That's mm-hmm. the thing that people buy Apple. into that brand, that lifestyle. Yeah, you want to be a part of that brand. And Chelsea, if they were make if they were to make it cheaper, I bet you, I bet you that a lot less people would want to be a part of that. True. Because part of the reason that they are so popular is that that exclusivity, Mm -hmm. that air, that essence of like I have an Apple product. It's so stylish. Like right, look at an office like for a designer. Mm -hmm. If they're decked out in Apple products, you're like. What a cool office. You yeah. don't even mind the cheap chair that they have. They just have cool Apple products, right? Yeah. So I think, but I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. Um, mm. But I think for Mikey's question, he's wondering, like, mm, 
I'll give an example. I like Lululemon. Do you know that brand? It sounds familiar. What do they do? They make, um, I, th- I don't know if they started with yoga pants, but basically they cater to females. So for so the female demographic. So it's like really nice, very, very nice workout clothes or mm-hmm. active wear. Super nice, super expensive. Mm-hmm. But they're not the most expensive. I actually have seen others that are like, whoa, uh-huh. so I can just sweat in them, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but Lululemon, I haven't followed them over the years, but they used to just cater to women. Mm-hmm. And I wished that they, they were more... But that's again that that's their their thing though they wanted they wanted to that's hit the, their target the female audience. demographic yeah. yeah but I wish that they were more because I know they sell stuff for guys so I guess they I wish that they they targeted a more unisex um, audience like I some when I walked in there before like this was years ago mm-hmm. um, years ago when I would even consider wearing some of their stuff <laughs> when I would actually fit but <laughs> um, but I. I walked into their store and I felt ashamed. I felt like, mm, I don't feel like I should be here because I felt like it was a woman's store. Oh. Even though they had guy, like, products for men. Mm-hmm. And that's um that's one of the things that I wish they changed. Maybe um even um, I loved, when I was younger, I loved American Eagle. Oh, yeah, me too. But, that you know what I mean? Abercrombie so, and Hollister, but... Yeah. It, yeah, it's definitely geared toward like the younger generation. I walk in there now mm-hmm. as like a thirty-year-old mother, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm really out of out of place. Like, I, I shouldn't even be in here." I have to stop myself from walking in their store because I'm like, I don't fit in I here anymore. In, well, even in the clothes, like they make the clothes so small, and even though I'm not like a very big person, I mm-hmm. still probably wouldn't be able to fit into their clothes because they make them for like teeny tiny and maybe they've started to change that because of the whole like body image thing and like yeah. they, they body shaming I, I think they've probably changed but you know i've not been in there in so long so i couldn't mm. even tell you <laughs> so this this actually lines up with mikey's uh, second question is is if you had full control of that brand what would you do differently and so for me for lululemon yeah like i said i would advertise more of like guys in active wear mm-hmm. um and just be more welcoming towards mm-hmm. men but they they could have been doing they they they're probably doing that now it's just i haven't really uh kept up with them yeah and that goes the same for i know for a fact that abercrombie has changed that's good their whole marketing entirely they're more diverse they're more remember, remember the days when they would have these models outside the stores all white not only that all they were white, they all were buff <laughs> yes they all perfect. looked good yeah no one wanted to walk in their store because they f- did not fit. Th- that's literally like a gatekeeper. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't enter here until you look like me because yeah. these clothes are, are only for someone like me. Yeah. They changed that. That's good. They changed that. So um, that's what I would do, definitely. And that's exactly what they did. They, they basically changed the image. They have more color. They have more, they're more diverse that's and they're good. more accepting. It, I, I don't know if it's as dark as well. Like they're, they're, because yeah. they used to you used to walk in there. It's like it's, it's a nightclub. It's so, well, it's so funny when James and I first started dating, I took him. We were in our early 20s, so I was still shopping there and I took him into an Abercrombie and Fitch and the music was so loud and it was so dark. And of course, they pump their perfume or their cologne or whatever, like yeah. 
through the ducks or whatever they do. I don't know. But he yeah. like starts dancing. He's like, come here often. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, get out. <laughs> like that was when I cared about like my social image and everything. But now, you know, with two kids later, nine years of marriage, it'd be like, I do actually <laughs> <laughs> you're dancing with him. Dancing with him, yeah. Now you're just trying to embarrass your kids at this yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the goal. When you become a parent, you just want to embarrass so, them. So, so true. Yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, um, those are the things that I can think of. I know there's a lot of examples that I really wish people would, um, or companies would change, like brands. But for the most part, I understand. I understand why brands are like that. Yeah. Like, for example, all the car brands like BMWs, Mercedes, and they feel they don't, they're not really, actually here, here's an example. One good example is that um, for BMW, my wife used to drive a, a a BMW, this was just years back. And out of all the cars, the different car manufacturers that we've owned, um, they were the worst. I've heard when that it comes to so much service. about them. I knew you were going to say that about their customer service because my aunt had yeah. a BMW mm-hmm. and their customer service and trying to get anything fixed on the car was a nightmare. It was, it was terrible. Like they were unapproachable. They, they, yeah, exactly. That's the one word that I would pop in my head when I think of them. And you are a paying customer already, right? Right. So I walk in there. To a very expensive uh, car. <laughs> yeah. And I, my wife had me bring bring her car over there to get serviced. And I walk in there and they literally were they were ignoring me. They look you and up I and felt down. Like, and they're like, yeah. And I felt on. like I'm like, I don't belong here. And I yeah. tr- certainly didn't. And they had free coffee. I felt like I had to pay for the coffee because, you know, what I mean, it's Michael like I left money like, on the counter so for their their drabby <laughs> <Yeah>. coffee. <laughs> it's so weird. Not only that, they they said, oh, um, we don't give loaners. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was years back too, right? My wife paid a lot of money for this car, mm-hmm. and they don't want to give a loaner car if they were to to um, service a car for the day. <laughs> and back then, they there weren't Ubers or yeah. or Lyfts, so I'm it like, wasn't just okay. easy to catch a ride somewhere. No, you know what they did? They said we do have um, a few. They did have a loaner, but they didn't want to loan me any of the BMW cars. You know what, what? they did? Why they loaned me an old Toyota Camry. Yes, an You're old at a Toyota car Camry. Lot. You're at a car lot. Full Not of only cars. That. Full of cars. Not only that, it was dirty as shit. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, so why, oh my God. Why didn't they do this? Was this like an ageism thing? or is it? I have no idea. But I see that they had fleets of Toyotas over there. And I'm like, why are you like that as a brand? That's you really are targeting sense. the... the um, I know brands like that. I mean, I know um, dealerships deal in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. the dealerships are owned by certain individuals. They're not always the same. They try to find a uniform way of serving, but they will always vary from dealership to dealership. But this particular dealership, they were targeting the premium customers, right? But they were not giving them the premium service. Then they were definitely not giving a very welcoming vibe. And that's the thing. So that's the one thing I would like them to change. They, they could have changed by now, but... That's one thing I wanted to share. How did they not know you weren't a premium customer? And that's the thing. They should assume every every person that walks in there. That owns one is, of their stupid cars. Yeah. Yeah. That that should be a premium customer. But that's also another topic because should you treat your customers 
as a premium customer or should you just t treat everyone as a premium customer? Everyone as a premium customer. Right. They're still giving yes. you money at the end of the day. Yes. And they are, again, they are influencers. Yeah. They are the ones who will go home to their families and friends and say how great or how bad that experience was. I hate car so you want, <laughs> anyway, So you want to attract you want to you want to please everyone is my point yeah. not just your customer base everyone just make them happy just be a good person for god's right. sakes everyone needs to do it how tesla does it like there is no dealership you order it online they drop it off you're done ah chelsea <laughs> we have another topic because oh, i've got a lot to say about that so uh, anyway we'll, we we'll save that for a future though. episode yeah. yeah i know save that for a future episode yeah, okay so the next the next question is by oh i'll let you read this Chelsea. yeah this is from daily setup tech and it says, how can I brand myself if I share other people's work in addition to my own content? Mm -hmm. I think you're, you're, I mean, you've branded yourself just by that, by sharing other people's content. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know this person and this person is really, really nice. Okay. Awesome. And um, I've been talking to him for a while now. Mm -hmm. And that was like one of the questions that he asked me because he is a setup page and he shares content right he shares content of other people but he wants to brand himself he's mm -hmm. like how am i supposed to do that and i'm like there are different ways i've seen different ways like some uh some pages that share other people's content format it in a way it's like a battle right like mm -hmm. this setup versus this setup and so they while they are sharing other people's content they're sharing it in a format that's like um a contest it's mm -hmm. like a voting system it's like which one do you pick so those are fun um, they're I those like, are fun yeah, right like, like the, they branded themselves as that one and there are setup pages that you brand yourself using the caption basically so there are yeah. i have a couple of favorites like ice setups everyone knows who ice setups are yeah. or or the dream setup everyone knows who they are and they speak in a certain voice they speak in a certain way that you relate to and that's their brand mm -hmm. right so daily setup tech i spoke to him and you know what's great about this guy he is passionate about pcs and building pcs there you and go so i said dude that's yeah. it right said, there you should you should start to consider doing that you are the pc guy he and could, you like setups he could make that into a whole youtube channel he can oh my god i'm so excited for him i was yeah. telling him you need to do this because oh, yeah. it's, it's great. People There's a will, lot of potential love there. That. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Um, you yeah. can, you're doing the right, you're going in the right direction. I, I have to say he's basically inserting some of his content, his personal content into his setup pages. And um, he is slowly showing the different process. And just like you, Chelsea, I mentioned that when you, when you move away from your norm, when you move away from your different, from your typical posts, mm -hmm. right? You will notice that there is a dip in likes and a dip in following. It's happening that to me is right not now, a bad but don't focus. It's not you a can't bad focus thing. on that. Yeah. No, you are finding, you're starting to find and attract the right people. Because mm -hmm. the more you do that, you are basically, if you're going the right direction, you're finding your own way. You're finding the things that you actually like. And when you find the things that you actually like, it's going to be easier for you to create content for that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be feel more, it's going to feel more authentic. It's going to feel a lot less stressful. It's hard. It's a lot of work in the beginning. But once you get into the flow of things, you it's just going to feel much better. And you are going to finally attract the people that you want to attract because in the beginning you're casting a wider net you're just yeah. trying to capture everyone but once you hone in on your brand you're attracting the right people mm -hmm. and that's what you definitely want 
So you're going you're going in the right direction, daily setup tech. And I know you started sharing more PC stuff. And I definitely know um, from my perspective that that's your brand. Mm -hmm. Like you are the PC guy. And that's how I introduced you to Chelsea just now, right? Yeah. Like you are someone who loves setups, but you are passionate about building building PCs. So just start that's your building, brand right there. Just start building on that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can keep on going. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good, good uh, step. Um, next question. So moving right along, we have the Matthew Peralta. And he asks, so many photography courses focus on DSLR, but I have an A6100. Would love to find a great online course to learn how to use manual modes, but can't find one. Any recommendations? I don't have any recommendations. Maybe Michael does. Um, but honestly, what I did, I never, other than just like doing very simple, like watching YouTube videos, I really just played with the camera and maybe like skimmed through the manual but really for me like hands-on trying to learn a new camera is what helped me the most mm -hmm. um but i mean i'm sure on youtube i mean you can find all kinds of videos on how to use that camera but maybe michael has yeah. more insight yeah my recommendation is to listen to what chelsea's recommendation is <laughs> which is basically learn it no honestly like what you need to do is go to youtube or google what does M do? Like that M button do? Like Manual. it does? Yeah, what does the P do means? And what does the S mean and the A means? Once you know what those things are, play with them yeah. and see how you can manipulate the images based on the different settings. Yeah. That is the best way for you to learn. You don't need a course. I honestly 100% believe that you don't need a course in yeah. using a DSLR. I never You just one. need to practice it. Yeah. And the great thing about this is, thank God, we live in a day of digital cameras because back in the day, you would have to figure it out, develop the film, oh my God. and try to understand you... what you did wrong. Yes. But you now would... you can see it in an instant. You would take your 30 photos thinking they were so good. You pick them <laughs> back up from Kmart or After wherever. a day or two or yeah, something, yeah. From Kmart to realize <laughs> that they are all either black. Overexposed. Black or, or white, white, because you have either <laughs> under or overexposed them. There is yeah. no LCD screen to tell you what's going on. Don't be afraid to experiment on your own. Don't be afraid to keep trying and testing. You don't need a course. Don't let that stop you. So keep practicing. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Everyone do that. Mm -hmm. A6100 is a very capable camera. Do you have it? It's an older. I have the, the newer when I say newer, it came out like year, like a couple of years ago, but it's still a very capable camera. The A6100, yeah, if I'm mistaken, yeah, it's it's a very capable camera. So I highly recommend using that. So it's a mirrorless camera now. So it's not necessarily a DSLR. Yeah, I, um, you know, guys, I know DSLR is like all the hype. I don't know, because I love my mirrorless camera. I'm trying to sell my giant DSLR. Um, just simply because I love mirrorless so much and I'm so sick of lagging that big giant camera around. Yeah, so heavy now. Oh my God, it's so heavy. It's like a brick. I could literally I knock literally somebody like out with that thing. <laughs> yeah, keep practicing, Matthew. Um, you'll get it. You'll get it, yeah. Just Google any any setting that you don't understand, Google it. And then know the different the relationships between the shutter speed and the aperture and the ISO. Those three. Those are the main things mm -hmm. that you need to learn. I mean... If you have those down, you don't need to know anything else. Like honestly, yeah, you're fine. 
but um, okay, there's, there, I was going to say there's all kinds of like cheat sheets, um, like for shooting in daylight and then shooting in darker settings, like, or darker atmospheres. Um, like cheat sheets will tell you like what to put your shutter at, what to put your ISO and your aperture and everything. But if you figure it out, like you'll just be able to look at the screen and know, okay, I need to go down on my ISO a bit or I need to, yeah. to come up a bit. Yeah. So. Don't focus on the numbers because the numbers are not going to be consistent. Yeah. Histogram. Learn about your histogram. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. You'll be fine. All right. Well, you'll be fine. Moving on. <laughs> this is from Apple Today Now. I know this person. And it says, how do you personalize your brand? And do you think it's a good idea to share your face? Absolutely. I think it's a good idea to share your face because... Especially as a content creator, like your face is your brand, like you are your brand. Mm -hmm. And yep. by showing your face, I think we've probably said this before, it shows that you are a real person, someone that your audience can relate to. And it shows that you're just not someone sitting behind a computer and a robot. So yep. it's really mm -hmm. important to show your face. Yes. That's why Chelsea and I have been sharing more of our faces and personal, personal lives yes. and our stories. Because we want people to know that we are people. People. Actually, my and post for today is of my face. So, fun, fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, did you post it already? No, it, at 3.30. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, to answer your question, how do you personalize it? You show more of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, when I say more of yourself, more of what you like. Talk about the things that you don't like or like. Uh, share your interests. Um and that's how you basically grow your brand, your personal brand. So you want, like, I know Apple today now shares a lot of just Apple products, right? Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. So I'm sure he knows. He does a lot of, like, yesterday, like, when they released or announced the new 2020 iMac, like, he posted about that and, like, mm -hmm. the topic. Of so that. he most likely knows who. Um, His audience is. Yeah, and who this person is like? I let me let me look it up really really quick. Um, Apple Pro. Um, let me see. Okay, I'm pretty sure he knows who everything Apple Pro is. He is a huge influencer in the tech space. Huge. He has eight million followers on YouTube, and I don't know how many followers he has on Instagram, but I know I follow him. His name is Everything Apple Pro. And I'm sure when he started that account, he was only focusing on just Apple products, right? Like mm -hmm. only that. But guess what? He started to brand himself as he is the face of Everything Apple Pro. So Everything Apple Pro is just a username. But his brand is his face. So even though he still talks about Apple updates, mm -hmm. um, talks about um, rumors and leaks... He is the brand. So you can do the same thing. It's important for him mm -hmm. to show his face because now people follow him. They just know his username. When they see his face, oh, that's everything Apple Pro. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah. And I actually follow that guy because he's he's very successful. He has a nice car. And I'm like, and he, you know, he he bought it from his success of his brand. And it's, it's really cool to see how he's grown and how amazing he, he has turned his, you know, just love for apples into an actual business. So mm -hmm. you can do that. And I'm sure you follow him. If you don't, go follow him and look look it up on YouTube. Look him up on YouTube and I think that'll answer your question. I think I do follow him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you do, Chelsea, because mm -hmm. he's quite popular. Um next question is from Envision. Um 
Hey, Matt. Matt. It's Matt. I know. He says, hey, guys. Hi, Matt. I know. (laughs) He says, hey, guys, I wanted to know if if any of you are signed up to any sites where they connect influencers to brands. I've been getting quite a lot of emails from companies such as Bribe and Shopping Links, etc. I signed up for one a few months back, and the one I one time I agreed to promote one of their brands, they never sent they never sent me a product. What's your opinion on these sites? Well, would you like to share your own views, Chelsea? If you have any experience with them, I do have experience with one um, called We Sponsored, and mm-hmm. it's basically just a company that works for brands and they find influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, I. So far, it's the only company that I worked for, and they were really cordial, really nice. The only thing that I didn't like is at first they said they didn't want me to mention that it was a sponsored product. And I was like, "Mm, that's not really kosher with me. Like, that doesn't really sit well. And they were like, okay, it's fine. Just do, like, hashtag, you know, whatever you normally do. Like, that's that's fine. Um, So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've had fine experience with them. I don't know why this company didn't actually send the product maybe it's just lost in the mail i know i had that happen to me a couple of times um but i don't have any personal experience with bribe or shopping links unfortunately okay so over the years i've had a couple of uh, like similar instances happen to me and i've signed up for brands and i've had skype meetings with them and stuff like that or agencies i mean Mm -hmm. and i actually had this conversation yesterday with 80 small businesses when I was live streaming with them because 99% of them have trouble working with air quotes agencies. Mm-hmm. The problem with these agencies is you don't know how legitimate they are. You don't know if that's just one person mm-hmm. masquerading as an agency and saying, you know, oh, I have this company who wants to sponsor a product. You know, mm-hmm. my problem with agencies um, is that they dilute your voice so much. Is we sponsored an agency? They could be. I've not worked with them. I don't know. I, I, Matt does. Mm-hmm. So I, I have not had. I actually have had good experiences with an agency before. But agencies will. They're basically middlemen, right? They're yeah. middle, middle. They're just finding the influencers. For, yeah. Yeah. The problem with working with them, in my opinion, is that they tend to dilute, dilute your voice so much. Like to the point where they were telling me what to say, what not to say. And that's the only agreement. Like, that's the only thing that they they really, really require. So I don't like working with agencies in that sense. So I'm very I'm very specific when I work with them. Mm-hmm. I've worked with one or two that were great. Um, and also, you have to be very adamant to get paid. Unless oh, really? it's a strategic move. Oh, my God. Like, these agencies, they know. Okay. Here's an example. The agency, I'm not going to say the agency, that I that reached out to me representing Dyson had so many requirements oh, geez. for that post. So many requirements, and they were very adamant that it's just a product exchange, right? But I wanted to be strategic. I wanted to be known as someone who can review tech or review beautiful, like, lighting products or maybe i don't know like furniture i don't know so i just wanted to experiment that so i said yes Mm -hmm. because i wanted the dyson brand under my belt and that lights Um, badass yeah the light's pretty badass but (laughs) the problem was it got to a point where it didn't sound like me anymore it's it's i really struggled to make it sound like me but that's a problem with the agency because they had requirements and they were they really just wanted a product exchange. Mm-hmm. And you know what sucks about that? 
This agency was hired by Dyson. They paid this agency to represent them. And they, this agency basically said, sure, we'll advertise your product. We'll go through the influencer program or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what? how much did that cost them? A product exchange yeah. that came from Dyson, not from the agency. Mm-hmm. So they, I basically worked for them for free. Yeah. Right? So that was my that's my problem with agencies and I have not I have experienced a few I I don't have enough experience to say that all of them are like that but I did experience some good I had some good experiences with a few but at this point in my um in my journey I guess I haven't really had the opportunity to work with a lot of agencies so I'm usually going through the company itself. so far yeah yeah I've, I've i've gone through the the company themselves Same. so yeah i've only yeah. had the one um the one company or not company um what is it called agency brand jeez oh agency. Yeah. okay <laughs> um but like i said All i right. mean they paid me super quickly um and it was they were super nice um so okay yeah so it will vary yeah um but for those <laughs> man i i've never experienced them I'll be very wary though. I, I don't want to sign up for all a lot of these because uh, you don't, I don't know. I just don't know because they're asking most likely for your analytics, right? Mm-hmm. They're asking for your audience data and all, all that stuff. So I don't want to give that away. Just Those just willy-nilly. seem sketchy. Like anything mm-hmm. that you have to like sign up for always seems oh, yeah. a little bit sketchy to me. So mm-hmm. we sponsored, they reached out and I didn't sign up for anything. It was just like I was working with the company. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, but anything to like, yeah. that you have to sign up for, I always be wary about. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Every time I see an email and I get them a lot mm-hmm. that says we are an agency and all you have to do is sign up. You know what I do? Delete. Yeah. I'm not I don't even respond. Those, I delete right, right away. Don't so sign don't up like for anything, I guess. Oh. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. All right. All right. So the next question is from, I'll have you take this. Chelsea. Yeah. In inlines.codes and it says is it weird to want more followers on social or focus on content for current viewers Uh, i definitely say focus on content for current viewers um Mm -hmm. just focus on focusing on content um in general is what i always say because the viewers will come if you have good content so just always focus on the content not so much yeah. about the we viewers. Totally, we totally get we totally get it. Like you want more followers. Everyone wants more followers. But you want to serve the people that follow you right yeah, now. Yeah. You like if you have five people that like your content, serve those people. Focus on those people, yeah. Yeah. Cause guess what? They will you've attract you attracted them for a reason. Mm-hmm. You attracted attracted them for a certain style mm-hmm. of content. Mm-hmm. And unless you unless that particular style doesn't speak to you. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't focus on that, right? Yeah. So you're just going to keep attracting the right people to your page. And the right people will stick with you. Yeah. So you can have a million followers, but none of them, if it, if none of them really don't care about you, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. If they're that not engaged anything, in your so. content, it's kind of worthless. Yeah. yeah. So more organic is, is always what I vote for. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, last question is from Jared's Pink. Or Jared Spinks. Probably Spink. Oh, I think I know him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, as well. he says, brand yourself or brand your company. I feel like those are two different things. Very different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So if you're, it depends on what you're actually working on. Yeah, if yeah. if you're selling like something tangible, I mean, then you consider that a company, and then you would brand that differently than you would brand yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far you can be completely, yeah. Can you hear that? You dog? can separate it basically. Can you hear that? Dog? I do hear that dog. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> gives a uh, gives the viewer another or the listener another um layer. It That's lets okay. you guys know that I'm just in my house recording this. Yes. We're not in a studio somewhere. Yeah. We're not in a studio. Even though you I wish we were. Right now. It's a mess. Yeah, it's all fun. I know. One day, Chelsea. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. It'd be so We fun. actually have our studio. That'd be so cool. Um, but Jared, um, it really depends on how you foresee your brand, like how you envision it. Like, for example, let's use, I'm going to use Magnolia. I don't know if you follow them. They are Loving. my dream board. Yeah, my dream board. Chelsea's too. My office and is painted a couple. from Magnolia Home Paint yeah. Selection. So they they started with them. Basically, they're a couple who fixes up houses. They they make them look pretty. They they revive them. And that's how their brand started, right? So it's the fixer upper couple. Fixer upper couple. Chip and, and then Joanna. eventually yeah, Chip and Joanna Gaines. And then eventually they started their own company, which is Magnolia. Mm-hmm. So Magnolia is a company that shares a similar brand as them. It's a different it's company. Separated, I mean, it's yeah. it's like it's different different from them per se, like the design aspect. They just sell products already. They're related, but they share the same brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't necessarily have to be separate, I guess is my point. Like if you have a company that maybe is photography, but you want to insert your own personality into it then you can brand it the same way right like yeah I mean, jared's photography and jared's cameras yeah. they can have the same similar branding feel um unless you have something completely different like let's say you're into photography so you've branded yourself on on instagram as a photographer and then you're selling canoes i don't know why that popped in those my head, would but... have to be different <laughs> they would have to be very different so <laughs> yeah have to be separate because then it would just be confusing <laughs> to your audience and your customers yes. i mean they would be like yeah this is very strange i don't get the dynamics <laughs> of the canoes and the photography so yeah they'd have to be different <laughs> yeah um that's it that's so all. guys thank you so much for your questions we we covered a lot today we i'm sure did. this is going to be one of those long episodes again yes but i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you you appreciated it um before we because we're trying to end this on a timely like manner chelsea's got to get her we, kitties yeah chelsea's got to get her kids so before we end this episode we want to answer very quickly um, questions from last episode that we never covered because I you definitely want we definitely need to address those. Yes. So really quickly, let's let's do that, Chelsea. Yeah. So the first one is from Who Is Zane, and it says, "What makes you want to create?" Uh, for me personally, I can't speak for Michael, but I've always just been a creator. I always like to create things from start to finish. I love to see the image in my head and then being able to see that come to uh, fruition. But also, it's a way to feed my family. So. Just having that creative mindset and also being able to feed my family with my creations is that's what makes me want to keep doing it. So, yeah, um, I, I had to answer this question like a few days ago when I was trying to figure out my own brand. And I realized that over the years, the reason why I'm so passionate about creating is because I've narrowed it to three things. Basically, I create or two things I create to inspire. And, you know, when I inspire someone, I'm hoping that someone can achieve whatever it is that they want. So. 
like three words to me it's like create inspire and achieve that's the thing that resonates we with me need the most. that on a t-shirt <laughs> we do need that on a t-shirt maybe we'll get that on a t-shirt maybe so okay moving on superior automotive details how do you come up with captions for your posts um also is it bad to write too much i'm gonna hand the mic over to michael because i know he has more insight than than myself so okay by the way, so Superior Automotive Details, these guys are awesome. They've given me so many referrals over the years when I was a graphic designer. Too cool. Super nice guys. They're out in um, Utah, if I'm not mistaken, okay. and very, very supportive. So I appreciate you guys listening. I really do appreciate that. As In terms of um, how do you come up with captions, um, in the beginning, I really just tried to speak the way I would speak in real life. Right. Because I wanted to brand myself as someone who you can talk to someone that like you, what you're getting in my page is what you get in real life, basically. So um, I would write down the things that I would say. If, For example, I'm sharing my desk. Right. And how would I share this desk to a person in front of me like my friend? I would, if I spoke in this manner, like, for example, dude, check out this desk. It's so awesome. Then I would write that. Right. So it doesn't really matter me, to me if. So me like explaining uh -huh. that to one of my friends be like, so that's my desk. <laughs> Moving on. That's my chair. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. I'm so sorry. try. No, it's, it's fine. That, that's basically how I do it. Yeah, like I try to speak like, um, yeah, like me. And is it bad to write too much? I, as a matter of fact, write way too much, I think, because I can't hold the viewers or the, the listeners or the readers attention that long, but that's how I write. I try to be more, um, brief, yeah. but it's, it's a struggle. But see, Michael's audience knows that he writes long winded, knows that he talks long winded. And so it works for him. He, that's and right. I think you are able to keep your audience's attention because I hate to read. I love writing. And I like reading too, but I just don't have a very good attention span. So, but you keep me entertained when reading it. And so I do make it to the end. So keep, keep doing okay. that. It, it's working for I you. I appreciate that. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. So it, it's just finding your voice and finding ways how you can keep your audience, um, in, interested. Engaged so it take it does take practice. Yeah. A lot of practice and I'm still struggling with it, but yeah, I try. All right, so next question. Oh, it's from your brother. Here's the next question, yeah. It's the five <laughs> in between, which is Richard, Michael's twin brother, and it says, Michael, why haven't you leveled up in Destiny yet? <laughs> so I give him a hard time <laughs> in uh, when he was on Max's podcast because mm -hmm. um, I gave him a, the same, a similar question. So we play a game oh, on that's funny. PlayStation. Yeah, it's, we play a, this game called Destiny. And being busy as we are and with kids we try to find time at least once a week yeah. to find to, to, to play and does he come to your house or at, do you go to his or no we just play we just uh we just play online, play online. oh okay gotcha yeah because we grew up as gamers like literally when when the first nintendo came out even before they were announced in the u.s we had it we had the japanese version that's awesome it was called the famicom yeah i didn't know there was and a japanese we, version yeah it started from famicom oh. And then they they branded it into Nintendo. So it was in the, the Philippines US. before it came here. Yeah, yeah because Super my dad cool. was an international business person, spy. and so he dealt. Yeah, I, I know he was Indiana Jones. <laughs> he I, was I, an I international spy for sure. Double O seven. If you guys 009, haven't heard that story, you need know. to go back into the previous episodes, and you'll you'll know what we're talking about. But yeah, I can't remember what episode I it was, but yeah, I shared sorry. my dad's stories. Know. It's not. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so the we grew up as gamers. And so, yeah, he's basically just 
giving me a hard time okay. because I haven't had the chance to play Destiny in a while because yeah. I'm so busy. And he has. And he'll he'll text me sometimes. He'll be like, oh, I leveled up. Oh, I got this new thing or whatever. And I'm like, dang it, I want to play right now, That's but so I can't. Yeah. I love it. All right. So, uh, so this one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chelsea. No, you go ahead. Okay, so this one is all. This is from Daily Setup Tech, and he said, "What can I do when I reach the limitations of my current gear?" Hmm, that's a good question. I think Chelsea would be able to answer that. I can. So, I mean, there's there's several things you can always. Um, I think what he's asking is, when he reaches the limitations, does that mean he is advanced more than what the camera can do? Okay, so in that case, I mean, I would just sell. And if my budget allowed, I would get, you know, obviously sell and then get the next one to keep um, pushing myself, to keep better, yeah. bettering my skills um, mm -hmm. is honestly what I would do. If your budget doesn't allow it, I don't know what to sell you. Don't no, get a credit that's, card. That's <laughs> you're in a good spot. You are in a good spot to actually upgrade. Mm -hmm. That's when you know when you need to upgrade, yeah. when you've reached the limitations. Yeah. The limits are always different from people, right? For From people to people, mm -hmm. uh, person to person. But if you feel like your camera has not reached, like cannot deliver the the the, the product that you are hoping for, like it's for time example, to upgrade. It's, it's time to upgrade. Mm -hmm. You'll, so upgrade to the next step. Whatever it is that, that is lacking from your camera mm -hmm. or your gear, upgrade to the next step that it it will serve that that uh, missing piece. That's probably the best. You don't have to buy the best one. Yeah, yeah. that's Just, probably the best time to upgrade is when you have reached your limitations on your gear. Like you yep. you then know that you need to to spend that extra money and and upgrade. Yep. But I hope that helped you. And we're gonna quickly move on to the next question. And this is from Parn Pom Pam. Sorry if I mm -hmm. messed that up. It says, how do I charge my friends or family? I have this one friend that asked me to take photos of events that's held by a group of flight sim enthusiasts, which he was a part of. Most of the members are adults. I've been helping out at least for the past two years, but I've always done it for free. I've never been compensated for the commute fees and such. The only thing I've gotten from them is a certificate of participation in a meal but sometimes i want to get paid am i just money just a money hungry teen so this is the person that sent us that question before where he was being judged because he's a teenager okay i thought i recognized the name um yeah i have a very simple answer to his question yeah go for it don't serve them yeah if you if, want to get paid ask for payment because it yeah. takes your time yeah your resources to help them out and if they want your services, don't serve them. And I don't worry about it. Honestly, you will find clients. Yeah, I feel like going for two years for free, I feel like you've gone too long without payment. Mm -hmm. I would have done like one or two at the tops, three free sessions, um, just to show them that I am capable of continuing to yes. do this for payment. Um, after that, I would have been like, hey, if you can't, afford to pay me i'm gonna have to stop you're gonna have to find somebody else yeah exactly the fact that they're inviting you over and over again that they means know you're they qualified you. they know you're doing yeah. a good job 
but you can always go about this in a very respectful way right? Absolutely. Like just say hey guys Absolutely. you know yeah i'm i need a little bit of compensation here because i need i want to upgrade my gear yeah. i want to you have to tell them why you don't have to tell them but it's it, it might help if you tell them why like i want to buy a new camera i need i need a new lens i can serve you better later on if i have better gear so maybe if you if i can have some sort of compensation mm-hmm. i don't know how you talk to them but basically if they say no then don't don't worry don't about it. Don't offer your services yeah. to them. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll find more clients. All right. So this is from last question. Your mm-hmm. cousin, Nicole's yes. Noel, right? Noel, yeah. yes. She says, How do you use hashtags effectively? Do you put a hashtag on every word? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I followed. I I knew someone who put a hashtag on every single word. Oh, my God. Don't do that. It's so hilarious. Just do things that are relevant to the post, the hashtags that are relevant. So if you're posting a desk photo, do hashtag desk, hashtag desk setup. Uh, You don't Mm. have to do hashtag this, hashtag is, hashtag my, (laughs) hashtag desk. Don't do that. Yeah, Um, because you don't... People think that by doing a lot of hashtags, and this is, I know people have different strategies, but I use relevant hashtags first, and then I'll use one or two popular ones. Yeah. Right? Like, for example, um, I think it's like desk setup or desk inspiration or desk, uh, no, no, desk Desk goals goals, is a very popular one. Yeah. So I'll use relevant ones, then I'll use one very popular yeah. one one or two yeah and that's, that's it i just try to keep it simple yeah and that's there strategy. is a limit you can't use over 30 um mm. and also they say in between 10 to 15 is like all you need there you go so yeah there you go there you go well thank you again for those questions we're trying to we're trying to wrap up we're at like two hours quickly. i don't know if you can tell oh my god <laughs> i'm nervous chelsea because i have to edit this I know. but I'm so sorry. um no, that's fine. Um, because it's a really good topic, and we got yeah. really good questions. Again, I really just want to say thank you guys. Because I honestly, if I can do this all day, I will. But then apparently Chelsea has kids. I, but... Apparently Chelsea has a life. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> yeah. So no, I re- really do appreciate that, and we like it. We love it when you guys send us questions. Yeah, so please keep doing that, a... and we'll we'll be more efficient. We'll try to maybe next time chelsea we'll we'll skim through the questions before we do the recording sure. so we we know our pacing sure and we know what we can cover and what we can't so um yeah uh we want to be more efficient and thank you for helping us figure this this whole thing thanks for out. sticking with us um, while we figure it out <laughs> oh before we end this chelsea uh-huh. uh do you want to read nicole's joke of the day yes i was gonna ask you if you wanted to do it um <laughs> let me go back really quick because I, I okay so Nicole, which is our YouTube, not YouTube. Okay, I'm just going to skip that. So Nicole's joke of the day is, is what did the police officer say to his belly button? And it says, you're under a vest. <laughs> so, I don't know why that got me. I read it to James earlier. I was like, I, I said it. And he goes, I don't know. And I said, you're under a vest. <laughs> So it's like somebody with like a list or something yeah. is saying arrest, but it's a vest. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's like you have to picture it first. Yeah. Maybe that's just where my brain she goes. She has that's the cutest jokes. Always love those. She's silly. I know. Nicole's silly. Um, 
thank you that again, Nicole, for sending all these questions yes. for keeping everything organized. Thank um, you for that. As we end, <laughs> as we end this, we also would like to to share with you a discovered creative that we have for this week. Yeah. And Chelsea and I have been following. I just recently followed this guy. I, I found his account a long time ago, but never followed him. I don't know why, but I just followed him. And so. Uh, Chelsea suggested this person. Yeah, this is uh, Spawn Point, and he and I recently became friends, the chatting through um, just messaging each other, well, commenting really on each other's stuff. And he is from Germany, I think. If you're not from there, I am so incredibly sorry. Um, but he posts a lot of tech photos, setups, and he's a big time gamer. And one of the things that mm -hmm. I loved about his setup is it's just super clean, super minimal, um, has really clean lines, but he has this super cute little PlayStation, like the XO and the triangle and the box. Mm -hmm. So it's like the keypads on the PlayStation remote. Uh, that's really what attracted me to his page. I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. Like follow. And then I realized that he is an incredible photographer and he's also on YouTube as well. Yeah. So that is our creator for the week. Spawn Point. Yeah. And he, yeah, Spawn Point, S P A W N P O I I N T. But again, the, this um, user, we'll, we'll put it in the description of the show. So if you can check it yeah. out. Um, yeah. Did you see his desk? Chelsea, his new desk. He did get a new desk from Autonomous. Yeah. It's so awesome. I love that. But yeah, you guys could follow him. I love the clean gamer gamer theme very clean mo most of the gaming themes i see are very busy they are that's style. that's one of the things yeah. like i said it that attracted to me is because it just wasn't overdone it was it's very clean, clean and it's minimal clean. yeah yep. i love it mm -hmm. i like great it. job so awesome thank you uh spawn point follow follow him and uh thank you for that suggestion chelsea yeah. and any shout outs to any brands or companies that you're working with right now that you want to, you, if you don't have any, that's okay. But if you have any, this is your chance to, to share that. Uh, not really. I mean, it's, I'm kind of working with the same ones that I've already talked about, but Bullstrap, I am in an incredible relationship with them right now. Uh, I've been taking photos for them like daily because they have sent me so much stuff to photograph and I've been sending them mm -hmm. over and they're using them in their newsletter and, things like that. So go check Bullstrap out, you guys, and you can use code Chelsea Horn for a discount. I think it's like 10%. Um, and that's all. Okay. Yeah. I have one that I'm not sure if I should share it or it should just wait, but. Okay. Well, now I want to know. I know Chelsea wants to know. I know Chelsea would love to She's know this, nosy. but I'll be working with Rode. <gasps> with Rode. You told me, you <laughs> told me the other day. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. So. I wanted to uh, I wanted to shot uh, basically mention that that um, they we've come to an agreement. It's very simple, honestly. It's just like, hey, they like my photos yeah. and they would like to me to create some content, mm -hmm. and they are sending me a product. So I'm super excited. What are they sending? Super excited. I won't tell you right tell now. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I okay. off the yeah, air. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Uh, that's that's pretty much it that um, I wanted to share today, this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know there's a lot to cover and there's a lot to try to digest. Yes. But we're hoping that you enjoyed this. Chelsea and I love talking about stuff. Always. You guys don't know this, but we were actually talking for a good hour before we started recording. We did. We've been here for a long time. I'm starving. <laughs> And I have to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but guys, thank you again. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. We are going to give you a creative assignment. Okay. A creator assignment this week. And 
Chelsea and I will participate next week. We will share our views and our answers, but we want you to send in your answers as well. Yes. And so the creator assignment for this week, it's going to be fun. It's going to be simple. But if you were to describe yourself as an existing brand, what would, what it, be? Would it be? Like, for example, Chelsea is like... Starbucks. What would you be, Chelsea? I'm Starbucks. Chelsea's like Starbucks. You know I'm Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. It's warm. So it's, like, it's inviting. It smells good. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a, we want you to get we want you guys to think of branding that I made way. It like, weird. I'm sorry. How do you want people to to feel when they think of your brand? So if you were an existing brand, who would that be? I originally thought I was going to be Home Depot, but I am not handy at he's all. He's Lowe's. No, he's not Lowe's. <laughs> <I'm> Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know. I hop. I don't know. I'm. Uh, uh, I hop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Pizza Hut. I don't know why. I like, Pizza Hut. I don't know, but I, but I think IHOP works best. I don't know why, but I'll share. I'll share my answers okay. next week. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll think about okay. it. Uh, and that's it for today, folks. For this week, thank you again for sticking around with us. Please share us with your family and friends, your pets, your neighbors, <laughs> whoever else. Um, the Coffee W Creators on Instagram. Follow us. Yes. Like us, and also. Um, our iTunes, please rate us, comment, or not comment, but um, leave, leave us a review if you can. Favorite us on Spotify, something. Help us grow. We want to grow this community. We're so excited. We're pumped up. We really want to make this a big thing for everyone. Yes. So we appreciate it. We love you guys. Yep. Thank you so much. And we will see you again next week. All right. right. We will see you. Until next time, this is Chelsea. And this is Michael. Signing off. Bye. Bye.